other than that, it's like a, an omega poor country, and it's like sad to like drive through it, and Oof. like the service is not really that good. Oof. And I wish it's I was like recording really for the expensive. first part of that rant because it was way funnier than this part of it. Yeah, no, it's just like turbo <laughs> expensive for for the quality. It is the the major thing, but it's like most. The draw areas. is literally just the beaches. Like if you like beaches, then it's decent because the beaches are beautiful. And you, uh, beautiful. I guess you're not allowed to disclose that sort of thing. What? Did you partake in any of the uh, other festivities? The Mary Jane? Yeah. No, but there's Ganja. dudes trying to sell it to you on the on the on the beaches every day. <laughs> that day, was the, like, that's what my friend told me when he went. He was like, "There's just these guys that just run up to you on the beach and like they're they're either trying to they're always selling you something. It doesn't matter what it is." Like, yeah. I don't even answer them. My buddy like made the mistake of answering them because he was like getting out of the ocean and the guys like. Like hey, they smell weakness, man. They smell weakness, dude. And my buddy's like, my buddy's like, oh no, I only do edibles. He's like, oh, I got that too. <laughs> I was like, you fucking got idiot. Shouldn't have said anything. It's like, it's like when uh, hey, they're good salesmen, like, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like if you don't have money, and a homeless person asks you for money, you just the don't second answer you break, rather than saying the like, second no, you break. They'll be like, if you say I don't have cash, they'll be like, well, you could get me food. And it's just like okay, I'm already old. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> she seems like you had a little bit of fun. You're on, you're on the Discord a whole lot. I was like, oh, maybe this wasn't that. <laughs> um, did I miss? Is there was there any big news this week? I don't think there was anything. Uh, we talked about the acquisition stuff last week. I don't. I really don't think there was anything. There's like some week. rumor, but like nothing. we're not talking rumors. I I already. Oh, because did you see what? Did you see what Munchable said about it? No, what he's saying. He's like, I regret saying anything. Like he was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to start any shit. Like this is not a verifiable source. Like my timeline blew the fuck up. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. <laughs> like they said, the rumor was from like Teddy just saying like the best made in China. Like how is that a rumor? That's the stupidest rumor I've ever seen. We're trying a different open. I'm not doing the cold open this week. We I've just been recording, and we're just going to run this out there as the show. It'll be a little bit different oh, nice. this time. So I unfortunately missed the beginning rant because that would have been way cooler. But I caught the tail end of the sad part of the Jamaica rant. Oh, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Basically, no, good. I don't like beaches, people. <laughs> They're it's just trash. I'm telling. I'm, I'm, by the way, for those listening, um, I'm just telling these guys this live. I did not. I did not spur this on at all. I just. It is what it is. So. We're yoloing it a little bit, so I don't think there was any major news to talk about besides rumors, and we don't entertain that kind of shit. Uh, the, I, I guess well, the, the rumor was Chovy to who was Chovy to IG, right? We, I think the bigger rumor there is rookie possibly retiring. Honestly, we we have no yeah. we have no grounds or basis for any of this. It was just I, I'm convinced it was just a fun rumor. Like the day that it was the day after HLE got eliminated, and everyone just wants Chovy to be somewhere else. And IG Uzi is what we really need. <sighs> That's the game plan. Uzi was trying to make a comeback. Like he was yeah, he's, trying he's out for made it sound like he might. Yeah, he might be trying to come back. Yeah. Easier Although it'll be depressing if it's like a forgiven story. Like Uzi just comes back and he's shit. Then that would be. I so almost, depressing. dude. I almost don't want him to because you can't tarnish what he has. That would be like Gretzky coming out of retirement and having like a ten goal season. Be like, just don't <laughs> yeah. do it, dude. Like, just don't do it. Yeah. yeah, Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Oh. Yeah, Jordan. Uh, Jordan didn't learn. From Gretzky. So the real the real thing that we need is not IG Toby, it's EV Toby. That's Ooh. that's what we need. Just to, just to toss it out there. How about Golden Guardians, Chovy? 
Like fuck it. Where do they where do they finish with Jovi? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, second, third, fourth. Really? No, probably fourth. Legitimately probably <laughs> fourth. They were a playoff team with Jovi. They were a playoff they were team playoff already. Team Jovi. <laughs> fucking playoff team at NA, so <laughs> well, it depends if jo- <laughs> <laughs> So I guess uh we'll we'll kinda start off. We'll just this is episode one eighteen, by the way, everybody. We've got uh we're without Chris tonight. He's he's been busy the past couple of weeks. Hopefully he'll be able to join us again soon. But uh we've got Josh Roberts at Roberts number forty nine and John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing everybody? Uh and myself, Vince Kaladi Ashladi L O L. So we kinda did get around to the normal opening. It was a it was a soft open. <laughs> So let's. Uh, I guess we'll, we can kind of go league by league. Let's 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 quick do a quick recap. Get everybody up to speed on what's going on in each of the leagues. I'm just going to go in the order we do. Uh, so in the LPL, we've had. Give me one second. Uh, we had the first round. The LPL has this ridiculous bracket, so I'm not going to call everything by name because I'll just sound like an idiot. So we had LNG against Suning. LNG won three to two. It was a good series, actually. It was a really, really good series. Yeah, uh, it was. WE completely mollywopped OMG. Like, that was not... OMG were fraudulent. I was a little concerned that WE might beat themselves in a game or two, but they just they came in and just completely housed OMG. It was like, nah, you're not a playoff team. Get out of here. Um, anybody, any any JDG or IG fans are like, we died for this. This is bullshit. <laughs> um... Then LNG beat Top Esports three to one in a, a little bit of a weird one, but double uh, dog winners. Yeah, double dog winners. Uh, Top Esports not going to Worlds is a weird vibe, man. And not even really like they almost didn't even compete to go to Worlds. Like they lost three one, and yeah. uh, it wasn't even the last round before double elim. Like they weren't even close. It's super weird not seeing JDG Top or IG in the mix at all like they're just not gonna that name is not going to be at the world championships at any seat it's just bizarre right uh what a weird season um i'll say this because i wrote lng and rng are playing tomorrow lng are lng if they make this run i'll just say this because i'm not entirely sure it's gonna happen or not i doubt it will because the odds of that are just astronomical but if LNG make this run and just beat these four teams, that's got to be like the most insane playoff run ever, right? Even if they yeah, don't win insane. the split, that's insane. yeah, that's insane. If they make it there, even like just if, making it to the double a limb is like an insane run. Yeah, dude. Like if they go runner, 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 Sooning Top Esports RNG Fun Plus Phoenix, that's ridiculous. And they could do it. They're. I, I want to give LNG some credit because I think they are legitimately playing after. I think everybody knew they were overrated coming out the gate. They had a good re- – I'll give them credit where it's due. They had a great read on the metagame. They were ahead of the curve on, like, just all, what you should prioritize in draft, how to play on the summer patches, basically. Like, they were just ahead of the curve on, on everybody, right? And sometimes you see this happen where you get a team that's got a good read, they get ahead of it, and they just start off hot. Once everybody else catches up, they come crashing down. That's exactly what happened with them. We all saw it coming, Right. But what's interesting is, I legitimately think like they've played the best two series of their of the year. 
Like, I don't think oh, that's yeah. crazy to say. It's not just because they beat good teams either, but, like, they look good. Yeah, they, they were very good in those two series. And, I mean, I still tend to think they're going to get halted by RNG here. Uh, but, I mean, after those two series, if you're just counting them out, I think you're making a mistake. They certainly have, have shown that they have the ability to adapt and beat two very different teams in top esports and sunning. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're definitely not out of uh, out of contention here for sure. I mean, for what it's worth, I didn't bet RNG tomorrow. And that's rare because yeah, this, is a, this is a classic sell high moment, right? I have the RNG minus one and a half in a parlay, but that's, that's, uh, that's all. like I get it. So like, part, like my write up for this match tomorrow was like, I like there's case you could make any case you want on this one. Like I legitimately think there's a lot by the numbers, the market's just about right. Like just if you look at the like the statistics and everything, it's like pretty much spot on. But you could tell yourself any number of stories about this one from a qualitative standpoint, right? Like you could say. I don't want to get in the way of this freight train of LNG, right? You could say RNG have gotten to watch two series against two good teams, two very different good teams. This isn't like WE for Rare Adam where you can't really even count the OMG series, right? But so you, the good. The qualitative angle that you haven't mentioned and that John is keeping a secret is that he actually sold his soul to get Icon World. <laughs> I don't know why, if you're a long-time listener, you know John's favorite player, like, in recent history at least, <laughs> next to Viper, is Icon. It's very clear to me after these first two wins that he did something. He made some sort of deal. It's unclear what what he gave up uh, to to the devil in order to get Icon the Worlds. But listen, you can't get in the way of the freight train because it's got the John George blood seal on it. Dude, just straight up bribery. Just Just called these teams up. I was just like, top esports, would you rather go to Worlds or would you rather have one Decentrazine each? And they they took a Decentrazine, you know, what are you going to do? Solid plug. I mean, he's the esports plug now. He's the Decentrazine's plug too. Hey, (laughs) that's got to be a different Twitter account. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, look, RNG are what, minus 270 favorites tomorrow? I. I like you could make a case being like, oh, they have two series to watch. They have rest. They have side. They have side selection. They're also just a really good team. But like at some point, man, it, this mountain is going to get harder and harder for LNG to climb. But like sometimes the team just has the eye of the tiger, and you can't explain it, and nothing about it makes any sense, right? Yeah, I'd be excited to see if L- if LNG got through. I'd be pretty excited about it, even yeah. though I have the RNG minus one and a half in a parlay. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely wild. They, they, they've been the wild card. It. They've been... It's one of the... God. Yeah, it, it's just a, like the classic of his own story, I think. You know, like, no one had any expectations for them coming to this playoffs and then for them to shock two two Worlds qualifiers from last year, I think. Yeah. Back-to-back and knock them both out of Worlds contention. Kind of mind-boggling. It's a I mean, statement. Because <laughs> the LPL is now down to... They have one... Or do they have any possible returners to Worlds? Or just... Uh, because no. JDG was the third one and they're yeah. gone. Yeah, okay, LG was the fourth and they're gone. Yeah. So yeah, there's no nobody returning to Worlds. You're right. I didn't absolutely think about that. Absolutely wild. Yeah, it's just absolutely wild to see that. And yeah, I like that storyline. So it's I'm cool. kind of cheering for it a little bit. But yeah, from a betting a handicapping perspective, it's tough. Here, here's what's wild about this though is like, dude, I don't know. This is a long ways off. I almost don't even want to bring this up because I don't want to, you know, jinx the voodoo going on here. But like, do you want to see this team at Worlds? 
I know John does. John has a vested interest in it, but <laughs> I can I can't go into worlds would be awesome. Why is my my brain is so broken right now? Now that you mentioned that, Josh is like what? What am I? My brain is real bad anyway. My memory is terrible. But like, why was it, why was FPX not a world last year? What happened? Uh, had a really down. Do you remember the hangover? To... They finished like ninth place or some shit. God, my brain is so bad, dude. I think, <laughs> was, no, they, I think they finished like what was it ninth in spring, and yeah. then. In summer, they had the weird thing where, like, they were doing better, and then even though they were doing pretty good, brought Game Goon back in anyway. Yeah, yeah. I and then this. both oh, of I and both it. of like and Com wasn't even playing badly, and Game Goon played pretty well too. It was just this weird. They couldn't find their their. They machine. couldn't get a rhythm. Yeah, it was. Well, and that's. Wow. I mean, it's similar to what we what we said about IG after because IG I think missed Worlds after they won it the year after, yeah. and it was the same thing where like. FPX was one of those teams that just looked like a well-oiled machine, and they still do this year when they're when they're all on it together. The communication, they just move as one almost. Yeah. And last year, it just looked like they weren't on that, and that could be because you know split scrim times with the new top laner. They had the the jungle changes a yeah. little bit. I think. I think everybody was pointing to, oh, this is Khan's fault. They brought in the new piece, or right. It wasn't even necessarily saying it was Khan's fault, but it was like, oh, it's a new piece. That's the new it's piece. The power fault. of friendship. The power How of friendship. How many times we got to go over it? Yeah. Listen, the LPL only knows friendship, right? That's a... <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. We're going to get a new uh, new team at Worlds for, for the LPL. It's going to be pretty wild. Um, in the LCK, we've only had one. We finished the regular season last week. Uh, the, the jostling at the end of the season for the standings ended up being wild because we, we were a single game away from just like a ridiculous series of tiebreakers. But Gen G came out and put a stomping on Nongshim in the last game to be like, now we're the number two seed, sorry. And just, like, completely shut everything down, which was kind of a statement in its own right, right? They looked really good in that. After after toiling in mediocrity in the second half, just coasting, or, or maybe not. They're just actually struggling. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. Came out and put a whooping on Nongshim, which was, like, kind of nice to see for Gen G. Um, so Nongshim beat uh, Afrika this morning in, in one of the weirder series we've seen in the playoffs so far. Uh I would I would say Afrika probably should have been up two zero in that series and just just the dumbest throw ever in that second game and then Nongshim clearly won the the third and fourth games but um yeah LCK is gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna touch more on that but that's the only that's the only playoff action we've had in the LCK so far and God okay I was gonna say I just want to take a second on that one because uh this is an interesting case study of. Where like we we can disagree from a DFS perspective in betting, I think most of us who would have asked us would have been on the Afrika side for betting. But I think John correctly pointed out in, in advance of the game last night that Nongshim, despite being a favorite, was going to be severely less owned than Afrika, and I think they're even lower owned than like LNG of some contests, which is kind of mind boggling. Yeah, what, what, yeah I mean, the thing is, all, all you have to do when you're when you're looking at that, I always recommend for people. Just really quickly do a gen in the in the optimizer and see what it looks like. Like you just get a feeling about whether you like a lineup when you generate something. So like if you generated RNG Afrika last night, it was exactly what you wanted. It was Gala Captain for RNG. Everything you were looking Almost to play. Almost too good to be true. <laughs> if you gen uh, them with Nongshim, it was like ugly. It was like top lane, like a reverse top lane captain with like rich as your captain with four RNG or like so something ugly. And so you just know that when people go to build their lineups there, they don't want that lineup. It looks, they ugly. want the sexy lineup, dude. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, and, and then when you did RNG with T one, 
you got a better looking lineup than with Nongshim, and who would not rather play T1 than play Nongshim for the most part? So yeah, I just you just get the feeling that that lineup's probably not going to be very attractive. So I played some four Nongshim in the big GPP, just trying to get the ownership on it, and uh, they did pretty well. Yeah. yeah, and just the the larger point I was going to make is like keep your eyes peeled for that because we're going to get some situations. I think EG and 100 Thieves was another situation there. There are going to be situations throughout these playoffs where the favored team, or in that case it was equal odds, but is going to be like insanely low owned and it just provides insane leverage for GPP. So you yeah. can be in a spot where you're betting. I think John has said this multiple times on here before. He's like, you know, I'll bet on one side and kind of hedge it in DFS. Um, or like, you know, I may like the underdog here, but I'd rather play it in DFS than betting. I think these are spots like in these playoff slates, like they're going to get really chalky. So don't be afraid to differentiate in, in spots like that and, and find uh, kind of that hidden ownership on what the books think is a good play anyways. So. And as like a general rule, when you're dealing with playoff two game slates, um, like, to, like the, slates. yeah, even two or three game slates when you're dealing with the playoffs, all the teams in the playoffs for the most part are pretty good. Like you're not really you're not going to get a matchup that's like you know hundred thieves versus FlyQuest or something where it's like a really I'm obvious advantage. I mean, Guardians. it's not the best <laughs> not the best example, I guess. But like Cloud Nine versus Golden Guardians, good example. Like you're not going to get very many of those matchups in the playoffs. It's mostly going to be like pretty good teams playing pretty good teams. And so usually, if it's like a two game slate, the lowest owned team on the slate usually still has a pretty good chance to win, and their ownership is like usually in a dump compared to the other three teams on the slate. So they they often make a, a pretty good play, yeah. Especially in larger fields, for sure. Um, LCK. That was about all we had. I mean, we've only had one match. Shall we? I mean, tomorrow we're getting uh, T one against Sandbox. I don't know if you guys want to comment on that at all. I was just um, going to say that Sandbox, I think, has a better chance than people want to admit yeah. to win that series. Like T one. I was talking earlier uh, to somebody about this, and this is one of those series where you might be better off if you haven't been watching League for a long time. Because people that have been watching League for like 10 years are like, no, T1 is not losing yep. to Sandbox in yeah. the playoffs. Ha, 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 hand me some more great coupon. Yep. If, you just, <laughs> if you just started watching this year, like T1 has been boneheaded in some of their drafts and series yeah. this year. Like they could definitely lose to Sandbox here, I what? think. So I'm not sure I want to bet them, but like they, they, they're very live to win. And in DFS, they make some sense to me. Yeah, that's another one where I didn't play a side. And that's, that, I mean, for what it's worth, guys, like, that should speak volumes because I'm, I've been about as bullish as anybody on T1 this season, not just because of, like, the history, but, like, the actual data. And I'm, I made this pretty close to market, even with the data, right? And I couldn't tell myself any kind of other angles to change my mind otherwise, other than it's T1 and it's Sandbox, yeah. which is not a strong argument whatsoever. Right, like, and T1's numbers are a little, they feel a little bit of a lie to me. As someone who's also kind of high on T1 is like, they're drafting a lot of early game snowball comps. And if they start to win the early game, they can crush you. So their goal difference at 15 is like very high yeah. and things like that. But they can also just, if they lose the early game, their compositions just fall apart a lot of the time. Yeah. It still won't kill their GD 15. Like the other team won't be way ahead at 15 minutes. But if they're just even at 15 minutes, they often get stopped in the later game. Yeah, I was, and so yeah, I think the, the numbers lie just a bit. I was talking, I was talking a lot about how T1's numbers lie, like in today's post, because like one of the other things I wanted to point to, like maybe the biggest discrepancy between the two was like how they perform in losses, right? Where T1 have like by far not even close the best performance, like by the numbers in losses, right? But it's because they're games that they should have won and they threw. 
right? They're not like actual like okay, like they were, they kept this game close losses, right? They were games that they were ahead in and through, so it kind of skews it that way, right? Or games that games that they got ahead two thousand gold at fifteen minutes because they were playing yeah. an early game composition yeah. and then lost from there. Exactly. So it exactly. still looks close. And sandbox, know? sandbox conversely are one of the worst teams in losses. Like when they lose, they just get run over, right? And that kind of makes sense for how they play. Like they they play. I don't want to say fast and loose, but they play up tempo. Like that's what Sandbox wants to be doing, and they're good at it, right? So, uh, I, yeah, like I think that series. I'm with you. Like that series is a lot closer than people think it is. Uh, don't don't have too much price memory. I think this is another one, just like the RNG LNG series, where there's enough outside factors that you could kind of make a case for either side. And, so, go, ahead, Josh. Yeah, and T1 just got O2'd by Hanwha, right? Wasn't that? Yes, they did. Just like last week, and that was like an important series for them too. So they were they were trying. I mean, that last day, Genji making the top two was like the least likely thing to happen. So bizarre, that last day. <laughs> it was so and weird. T1 just like gets demolished by Hanwha, and then yeah. So yeah, uh, I'd be I'm a little worried if I have like T1 odds from earlier in the year or whatever. I'm I a do. Worried right here. Oh, so here's the so here's the catch, right? Um, T1 are locked for the regional gauntlet. Afrika losing this morning actually locked T1 and somebody else for the regional gauntlet. So, I mean, not not that they're thinking about it that way, but this isn't their season for what it's worth. Like, they could still run the gauntlet, but not not the teams think that way, but just, like, for us to know. Um, definitely worth considering. Uh, definitely, that's an interesting one. Uh, LEC, real quick. Uh we had a real slugfest between Rogue and Misfits. This was like maybe my favorite series of all the playoffs in any region so far. This is a great series. A lot of good things from both teams. Uh, you, any thoughts on Rogue Misfits? It was just an awesome series. A really, really strong performance from Misfits in the yeah. loss. Like definitely, probably the the best like loss series that I've seen yeah. in the playoffs this year, and really changes the mind frame. Uh, going into that Fnatic match, yep. both Fnatic's match against Vitality and Mischiefs or Misfits against Rogue, yeah. really like I think those teams had opposite style performances in those last two games and really kind of changed the narrative for their matchup. Something I'll say for the LEC specifically, and I, I kind of touched on this a little bit, but the extra week off before playoffs, you give you give any team that's like a playoff quality team and in the LEC these are actual playoff quality teams they're not you know what i mean like they're not i mean i would say vitality is but yeah, like, I think that that's are. the case you have at least 5 i would say 6 right playoff quality teams and you give them 2 weeks to prepare for one opponent instead of a whole weekend slate they're go- it's going to be closer than anything that you've seen basically like it's it's going to end up being probably going to end up being a closer series than you think based on perception um, the extra week that that matters. Uh, that matters when, especially when both teams get it, because like it's just going to basically compress everything closer to a fifty-fifty, right? So, on one hand, very good performance from Misfits. I thought it was a great performance from Vitality too. Especially, I mean, Selfmade just went berserk in that series, right? I thought Bwipo, I what's I think Cajel said it, but Whippo uh, and Selfmade were the best players in those series, I think. Like, the two of them both, which is kind of crazy when they're both the same role opposite side, but watching the two of them go back and forth was awesome. Um, I, I guess what I'm trying to do is, it, what I'm trying to say is, in summary, like, don't... They were close series, I think, and that's that's a factor that you need to consider for why they were close, right? Like, I don't think it was necessarily, like, fully overachieving and fully underachieving for the favorites, etc., but... Uh, 
extra week matters. The LCS didn't have that. The LCK had, what, three days? The LPL had, like, three or four days. So it wasn't, like... That's the difference between Europe and the other leagues is like they actually had two like two full weeks to prepare, which was an interesting wrinkle. Um, Josh, any any thoughts on Rogue Misfits? I kind of just like derailed. Nah, that. good. I think yeah, like, I think like you said, good series. It was interesting to see him go back and forth. Bot lane was not as dominant for Rogue as I expected coming in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Mad Lions beat G two three to one after G two completely destroyed them. And it was the game one they completely destroyed them, and then Mad came and back and way ahead in the series. Game. They were way ahead in game two. It was just Not like the Afrika Noxium series this morning, dude. Yeah, it, it was just way like ahead, <laughs> they were like they had like a like a five and zero LeBlanc or something. Caps LeBlanc five and zero, and I think they were up fourteen to five in kills at one point and lost or something. I was, that talking, was um, okay. I was talking a lot in the Discord about that about that game because like that was a just a ridiculous draft game. difference. But the only way G two win that game is if LeBlanc gets fed and Caps did, and they still couldn't get it done. So like they, I would I mean they I would argue, yeah, you had a comp difference, but with a with a LeBlanc that fed, you should win that game. Period. It was just. I mean, G2 just did what we've seen them do in the past. Like, dudes just kind of playing stupid, getting picked off. I wonder we saw just randomly get picked yeah. in top lane, and then we saw Reckless and Mickey get picked a couple times. Like, you just can't do that. And, you can't and do it anymore. You know, yeah, you can't. You really can't. People will abuse you, and especially Mad Lions. Like, you, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Yep. And we've seen them do it over and they over and over again. do it to other good again. teams, too, against anybody. Yeah, so... And- I know it was an annoying narrative for some people, but it really stood out to me as well. Just like watching it before I saw other people mention it was having that, that G2 series and then having the EG series later that day and seeing all that Tristana made Reckless look really bad to me. Yeah. Reckless was not a difference maker in like any of those games on this Tristana. Like I barely even noticed him being there. And when then we watched the EG series where Danny's just like going nuts on the Tristana and winning team fights with like specifically his outplays and it's like maybe maybe had me to pay a little bit more man. attention to what reckless is up to because so, i was oh, man 80 carry it's so weird because like if danny goes for any of those plays and just dies he looks like a fucking moron and we're not talking about this right like that's the whole thing with it right it's like yeah but i mean even without the hero play like ignore like the the pentakill specifically the the wild just I ignore that one, but just in general in these yeah. fights, like you were always looking at Danny and going, like, man, this guy is doing all kinds of stuff. And when I watch Reckless in these last few games, I just don't feel like I'm see- like, man, he's pumping out damage. Like, I never feel that way. It's like if the fight is already won by Caps and Yankos and Mickey, then he can pop in there and, and finish Clean people up. off. But I don't remember the last time I was like, Reckless is popping off in this team fight. Like, it just doesn't feel like he's it doing is- it. Thing is, to me, like, I've never really felt that way about Reckless, though. I don't like. I've always thought like Fnatic's biggest, they, like it was always a cap, and then Whippo were like the more exciting pieces. I've just always felt he was a rock. Like he's not going to be the reason, he, he and he is for time, the most right? part. Yeah, right. So I, I've, that was the thing about that. Uh, for John's point, like I know people were saying that, and it's like I, I don't know how many games I've ever really seen Reckless just straight take over. Yeah, and, like historically, like I, I've never. It doesn't feel like he feels like he's more of the reason you're not going to lose than than the reason you're going to win. And sometimes 
being the reason you're not going to lose can be a reason you're winning, I guess. But yeah, like, I mean that that is valuable on some rosters and on the yeah, rosters true. that he's played on in his career. Exactly, that is a valuable thing. Like he's made. I mean, he's made a career on being the highest floor player in Western history, probably. <laughs> like yeah, that's and, what. And we talk about it all the time in the LCS, right? That's the the TSM. It's it's literally the T- he is the embodiment of of a TSM. He's power of evil for except for his role, right? Like he's it's like. You know what you're getting. He's gonna win his lane or go even. He's not gonna lose it. He's gonna be there in, and he's in team fights. He's rarely gonna make dumb mistakes. He's not gonna get caught out very often. He's gonna have decent positioning, and he's gonna get out. He's Alex know. Smith, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, but yeah. So it's like, I mean, the thing is, we've come to kind of expect from Danny and and Zuke cap, Caps players like this that like are are known for like their mechanical output yeah. days. I've just never really seen reckless like that, so it wasn't too surprising to like you know to me at least. Yeah, it's it's a little bit. It is a little bit weird to at least explore those kind of concepts. Yeah, like in terms of role players and whatnot. Yeah, maybe I feel like this team needs a a playmaking eighty carry. I mean, I know we kind of talked about it when reckless went there. Like, is he going to fit in with the culture of G two or whatever? But maybe I think it's just standing out to me more recently that mm-hmm. I want to see him doing the flashy shit that his teammates are trying to do. And if he's just being a casual, don't lose 80 carry, maybe it just hurts them too much. Maybe. Well, I think, I think the optimal 80 carry from them in Europe is probably Karzy for that. Right? Although what's weird is like, I, I always wonder like how many games would they have lost if they didn't have somebody to Agreed. be the adult That's in the room, you know, because like <laughs> yeah. there's, there's that aspect of it too, where it's, it's tough to kind of quantify like how many would they have well, won, how many would they have lost, et cetera. The best argument was the Fnatic spring, right? Fnatic, yeah. he leaves and Fnatic gets, what was, they didn't even make, like, what was there, like six? They the were garbage. Like they were just they're a terrible. bad team. They had great yeah. players, bad team. Like yeah. that was. I mean, and that's exactly it, right? You take the the floor off of of one stable lane yep. that you can count on for sure. And I mean, maybe yeah, it's just that maybe maybe Hillisang broken, dude. Laning with him all those years, he's like, listen, someone's got to be the adult. Cause I'm laning with a five year old every single game. He's a super talented five year old, and I love watching him play. But goddamn it, someone's got to be the adult here. <laughs> someone's got to drive this car. <laughs> so we've got uh, Fnatic Vitality, all another awesome five gamer. Josh, your your thoughts on your boys? It's just ripped me. Like it's the the I I should have consulted John to understand the seance that I needed to perform <laughs> to not watch both of my teams lose in a fucking game five. Like can, I, I, can I, I'd rather see him get three would Like it, it just hurts too bad. No. And like you honestly, I would have loved I would have loved Vitality to win that series if Fnatic wasn't the last leg of my parlay after G two fucked me. G two <laughs> screwed my like monster parlay. Like this parlay was like a sizable five digits. Dude, the worst part about <laughs> it is that like they they stomped game one. You were like, "Well, on our way, boys," and they just immediately pissed <laughs> it away. <laughs> yeah, and so when that happened, and then I, I put in a rage parlay immediately oh, while no. G2 was losing, I was like, nah, slam like 10 teams in here, well, fuck them. <laughs> and then Fnatic was the last leg of that parlay, so uh, I, I'm happy Fnatic won for that, but I would have actually, I think it would have been a cool story if Vitality won that series. It was just, Game 5 was one of the weirdest early games I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I just don't one. understand what happened, because... There was like, they saw the late invade come, so then they try to crash their entire wave, knowing that there's a three behind them. But the weird part about it is like, okay, that kind of makes sense 
if you think you can get if out, if you in had time, like already autoed and it was going to shove, you have to yeah. get it in now. Like that part yeah. of it makes sense, right? But then the weird part to me is that then Selfmade, who, as you correctly stated, had been a monster, didn't split the map and go get a red buff. He just came from blue buff down the bot side and tried to gank, knowing that Whipple was going to split the map and go red to his blue. I just I was so confused about the logic there because if he goes to his red buff and then just clears top, the game becomes a lot more stable. But instead, he just skips red, yeah. gets way behind in the jungle, and comes bot to try and it help was, a, lose, a lane that's over. You're right. It you was know? really weird. Like at the, when I was watching it, I was like, "Holy shit, he's tilted!" Like that was my first thought. But like, I didn't get it. But like the, I when I went so back confused. and thought about it, I was like, "Maybe he's not," and he just had a different read on how this game was gonna go. I don't know. Right, yeah, it was weird. You're right. Like it, it had. It was weird, and I got to give credit because Fnatic have had a few of these. Like they don't do it every game, but they've had a couple of these like level one, like we or like level one, level two weird ass setups this season. I don't know if it's like Yamato, you know, with chalkboard in the background or something, but they've had a couple of these that are just like super five head. Like, out of nowhere. And, like, they just bust them out out of nowhere. They didn't do shit in this series besides that. And well, they the busted out in pick, game five. Yeah. Well, the Trundle pick, I think, is, is actually just good. Against certain yeah, things. it was. Yeah, that like, was the most beautiful pick there possible. Trundle's but. a good champion, folks. Yeah, He's I just. Boring man, as fuck to watch, but goddammit, is he good? He's just like Tom Kench, right? <laughs> you just hate to see it go like that, where in a game five, it's just a blowout. Like, yeah. You get into a 2 2, and that was the same with the EG series, which we'll get to, but like. You hate to see you go to a game five and like really hype matchup that's really close, and you're feeling you can go the other way, and then it's just a massive blowout, and it's yeah. like, ah, that's how I kind of like the Super Bowl being a blowout or something, you know? Yeah, like or uh, like LEC Spring Finals where Rogue cost me a lot of money, but that's okay. Yeah, no fun. <laughs> Speaking of that, we're gonna get that rematch next round, which is kind of cool, but uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, so we're gonna get uh, we're gonna talk about it in a little bit. We're gonna get Misfits, Fnatic, and Rogue Mad, but we'll get on that in a second. LCS, <clears throat> I'll knock the easy one out of the way early. Uh, Cloud Nine just obliterated Golden Guardians three nothing. That was not very interesting, but we also had a couple of interesting. Se- oh. All right, so I'll I'll just start at the top. Cloud Nine, Liquid, Liquid win three one. Holy shit, Liquid look good. <laughs> yeah, they look fantastic. <laughs> they look yeah. really good, and it's gonna throw a wrench in everyone's plans basically because the the band's back together and are kind of performing the way we thought they would with this roster going into the season before all this shit happened. Uh, Alfari's really Alfari. I mean, honestly, Santorin and, and Jensen have been taking over games too. Like that top trio has just been dynamite. They're so good. And yeah, Core JJ has been in better form too, I think. Yeah. But that's the crazy part to me is Core JJ is not standing out. And if you look at this team, I personally don't think. I mean, maybe people would argue Alfari is the best player. Alfari is the think, best player. I think for most of us, we would have argued for the majority or like coming in a split that Core JJ would be the yeah. biggest like relative to position. And he, but like he doesn't even stand out anymore yeah. on this team which just tells you how much the others have elevated their I mean play. I mean I'm an Alfari bull going into this season I thought he was right. the second best player in the west period like I think he's better than, I think he's better than Perks Caps, Caps is the only person better yeah I think Caps okay. is the only person better mm-hmm. but I do think Core JJ is in that tier 2 and yeah now that has not been the case so far but yep. you know uh that top trio is uh, Santorin 
Insane. Look, by the way, I just want to say this to people because it seems like we have to tell we have to say this lesson every single time it happens. Do not discount people coming off of breaks. This isn't traditional sports, okay? Where like there's there's a speed of the game angle to this, right? Like these guys have been playing, these guys have been scrimming, right? Centurion's a world class player. Took some time off. Maybe actually I would I would have to go back and like research this. I bet nine times out of ten it's helpful more than it hurts. Like, I, yeah, I, would say I that, have but... no data to back that up, but it's just anecdotally, like, people always be like, oh, it's a big question mark, and it is, but most of the time, it's like, oh, he just comes back refreshed, and he's just on. People have no film on them, especially junglers, right? People have no film on them. They have no idea what they're going to be doing, right? So, yes, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, in this series specifically, he was just nails. Him and Jensen, com- him and Jensen completely took over, like, the first, like, all three of their wins, it was just the game was over in the first, like, ten minutes from the two of them taking over. And that's against Perks and Blabber, by the way. So, yeah, Team Liquid all of a sudden looking <laughs> terrifying. Uh, more on that in a minute. Evil Geniuses take 3-1 against uh, Dignitas. Two of these games are pretty close. Um, I think the one that Dig won <laughs> was kind of that Clown Fiesta game. It was the one that went, like, 40 minutes or some shit. And, yeah, that was a weird one. Uh TSM fall to TL three to one. That was also not a particularly close series. Hundred Thieves EG. Now this was a slobber knocker, except for game five. Uh, yeah, it was kind of same as the Fnatic and yeah. uh, and Vitality series. Yeah, great, uh, great series between. I think what we uh, did we all consider them the two best teams? I think we did, right? Or like we had them as well, like the S tier. The order doesn't matter particularly, but. Yeah. EG and 100 Thieves. Yeah. Going into playoffs. Yeah, they're yeah, two of my top three teams. Now, now it's like, okay, <laughs> I think we have to consider Liquid now, which is kind of wild. Or yeah. maybe, maybe Cloud9 just, you know, reality check everyone. We'll see. Loses bracket, Immortals clean swept Dignitas in just a completely one-sided series, which was just really weird to me. Um, Golden Guardians just completely wolfed by Cloud9. So... We're going to get Cloud9, EG, Immortals, TSM, and then Liquid 100 Thieves. Uh, Liquid 100 Thieves, I believe, is Friday, right? No, it's tomorrow, right? Uh, no, Thursday is Cloud9, EG. Sorry. Yeah. So, Loses brackets first. Now that we're here, I want to get you guys' opinion. How do you feel about the new LCS style of full season? Because I don't know how you guys feel. To me, it feels kind of bad that... 100 Thieves and EG both were either you win and you're in or you or you lose and you're playing C9 so, versus like the TSM, you know, you're winning, you're in or you're losing, you're playing Immortals. So I want to get you guys' commentary on that, too. You, you guys' kind of opinions on that. We've talked a lot about this in the Discord and it almost feels like it's a broken record at this point, but it's like everything comes with, with pros and cons, right? I think overall... You have to have a way to make to, – to me anyway, you have to have a reason to make spring matter. Whether that's at the expense of – in the LCS's case, you had three weeks at the end of the season that to some of these teams just didn't matter, which kind of sucks as a viewing experience. But I, whether it's championship points or making the full season matter or or – if you want to go way old school, I don't. I didn't like this one as much, but if you want to go way back, the LCK used to just qualify the spring winner no matter what. So we had a couple worlds where, like, Najin and White Shield went, and they were, like, the sixth best team in summer. Like, yeah. But, like, if you want to, like, 
you, to me, you have to have a way to make spring matter because if you don't, I say spring like whether it's spring or the first half of the year, whatever it happens to be, right? Whatever methodology you have to go through, you have to have some way to make that matter. And to me, that's the most important thing. Now, I'm looking at it also from like a 50,000 foot view, right? Where, you know, it sucks for like the casual viewer if there's games that don't mean anything, like a bunch of Week 17 games, right? Like the equivalent of that. But I also think... and you could you could talk about the minutia of an eight team playoff. I think that's 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 all that's on that's fair to put on the chopping block. I think right. But to me, there's never going to be anything perfect. You're never going to make everyone happy. I think just as long as the spring matters, that's the most important thing because otherwise you're going to have literally half the calendar year that doesn't matter, which you just can't have. We literally lived through that last summer. We went through that in 2020 in the LCS, and it sucked. Right, like spring they. It was just a complete shit show for the entirety of spring until playoffs, right? So that part of it's all that matters to me. It's a little bit weird the way this playoff bracket's worked out. I also think, like, you could talk about how weird it is with the, uh, you know, this team's just automatically in. But I don't know. That's always weird, too, because, like, if you did, like, true, like, circuit point style thing, you could have teams that are already, they're already in before they even play those games. So I think yeah. there's no real winning, like, true – making everyone happy. There's always going to be ways to pick things apart, but I'm interested in what you think, John. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's perfect. Um, I'll say that I I kind of hated the A-team playoff. I think you could almost do what what we did this year, but with a six-team playoff, and I might feel a little bit better about it. I mean, I understand. I I just hate the idea that the entire regular season was so inconsequential. Like, there's only two teams that didn't make it. You could be a very mediocre team for the entire year, and you're still going to make the playoffs and and have your shot at it. So I think that was my least favorite part about it. I don't care that much about the rest of the bracket. I do think there's a lot lot to be said about fixing the fact that one team doesn't get double elimination. And I know we've talked about that before, but I think there's a lot to be said about fixing that. Yeah. It just is so feel bad. Like if Hundred Thieves beats TL here and goes into the finals, it's so feel bad if they lose to Team Liquid in the first matchup in yeah. the actual finals and then are eliminated. So I think we still have to find a way to fix that. But yeah, I, I, there's you know there's some evolution to be done with all the playoff formats. Yeah, I just think it feels super bad that, like you said, we're all in agreement that EG and Hundred Thieves are the top two teams, and they go into a spot where because Spring was relatively consequential you know comparatively to like the lec where you know you get like double the points in the summer for your championship points finish or whatever um that these two teams that are probably in the best best form could there i mean there was there's a situation where one of them's not going to make it right yeah and that's just that kind of feels bad Um, yeah Uh, but the the thing is like you're never you're never ever going to be able to eliminate like teams that that are good not making it like there's just if if a league we can meme on the LCS all we want, but if a team has four competitive teams, someone's going to miss, and it sucks, right? Yeah, and you could argue that LCS has arguably been the second most competitive league. I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah. So you know, I overall mean, quality, you know, right, feel free right. to but, ship away. But competitiveness but, within the league. Yeah. yeah. In terms of league parity, absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, we had we had an actual an actual laughing stock of a team get their shit together 
figure things out and had a good enough summer split and finished, what, seventh or sixth? What did Golden Guardians even finish? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, They were a literal laughing stock. They finished eighth, but they were in like six. They were in that six, seven spot for a while, right? I mean, by my model's number, they were the sixth best team in the league, which is crazy for the literal laughing stock that they were in the spring split. So, yeah, power solo, I suppose. But (laughs) anyway, so uh, LCS, we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff. Um, We're going to get to that in just a second. But I guess we'll we'll start the slate up, right? Let me timestamp this. We've got... So, do we want to go by day or by slate? How do you guys want to do this? Uh, let's just do by region today, I think. Yeah, I think that's just the best way to do it because, unfortunately, like we have a lot of what-ifs based on who wins. So, the LPL, we really only have lines for the one match. So, we have we talked about LNG or RNG quite a bit earlier, so we don't have to touch on that again. Um, they play on Thursday. Friday, we've got Rare Adam, plus 102, against Team WE, minus 123. Team WE, minus 1.5 is at plus 151. The kill total is 26.5, kill spreads 3.5, and, and the time total is 31 minutes, juiced slightly to the over. Very interesting to see Rare Adam come out as the underdog. I mean, I know WE 6-0 in the playoffs so far. When you watch that last series between WE and BLG, you definitely get the impression that they should have lost at least a game or two in that series. Yeah. Uh, I uh, arguing that WE should have won definitely, but they should there. You know, three zero was a little bit of an uh, unlucky result for BLG given how that series yeah. went D- down. Don't look at the box score for that unless you're looking at the the, the goal graphs. <laughs> like, will not tell you the full story of that series at all. Yeah, it's uh, so you know they they look hot. They're six and zero in the playoffs so far. But I don't know, Rare Adam being an underdog to them is maybe doesn't quite sit right to me. I feel like it's a pretty close series. Uh, it's I a might... very close series, yeah. Yeah, I, it's a very close series, and I'm kind of interested to see how it goes down. WE winning wouldn't surprise me. I don't feel like I can bet them at minus money, though. And I, I would have liked to bet WE in this matchup, but I don't feel like I can bet them at minus money. That's a long way we've come that John is in backing WE's short favorites against the team that... That's respect for Rare Adam, folks. I can understand why people would. I mean, I think WE has some has some advantages, some positional advantages, yeah. but I don't know. We haven't seen Rare Adam yet in the playoffs. They got to watch six games of, of WE against two other teams. I have a hard time wanting to wanting to pay to, to play WE in this spot. I'll say this, too. So the LNG situation, let's compare LNG and WE because they both won their first two matches, right? WE stomped OMG. I think we all knew OMG were the fraudulent team. Like they were the uh, they were they were the runs of the litter of the playoff teams, right? So I'm almost throwing that series out. Like I don't even want to give any credence to that necessarily. Like obviously they get credit for taking care of business, and I like that they actually did that instead of you know t- if that series became a series all of a sudden it would have been really weird, right? But they came out and stomped, which they, what they were supposed to do. So they get credit for that, but. LNG, uh, to me, LNG have just looked way better than what WE have looked like. I don't think that's unfair to say. Like, if, especially if you consider the strength of their competition. And that's, like, I, I'm including, like, I don't want to include Billy Billy next. I think Billy Billy's pretty good, too. But, like, OMG and Billy Billy versus Sooning and Top Esports, who had the tougher schedule. 
Yeah, LNG had a much tougher yeah. schedule. Then again, they're six and three, and WE yeah. six and zero. Plus, so here's the thing: consider the fact. Like, I also think we, you have to consider that they didn't look good in that Billy Billy series. Do not be fooled by this three zero. Like that, I think. I think you're what you're trying to say here is a kind of like. You're not directly saying it, but I think we're both kind of saying the same thing. Is like I think the market's probably pricing in that that was a three zero like stomping, and it wasn't. Like that easily could have been a five game series. That easily could have been a three zero the other direction. Like it really wasn't. We trail for like it was quite literally like eighty five ninety percent of that series. And I don't care if you're playing late game scaling. I don't care if that's what you're good at. That's not a good way to play the game, especially in season eleven. It's just not a good way to play. Yeah, you're going to get away with it sometimes, but I, I do not care who you are. I don't want teams playing from a disadvantage. Period. Yeah, I do give them credit for like, you know, what I've always said. Anybody who's been watching the program for years, I love teams that win team fights. Yeah, they get around the dragon and, and win the team fight, even if they're behind fifteen or so They're just better at team fighting. And so that's what that's what WE did in that series was they lost their lanes and then they won the team fights. And so I'll give them credit in that I like those kind of teams. Yeah. Uh, and and EDG, I like EDG last season. Kind of were like yeah, that. you can dig yourself out of a lot of holes if you win team fights from from behind a little bit. But you're right. I mean, you don't want to go into every team fight down fifteen hundred gold. You know? Yeah, because it's just indicative of other issues, right? Like, yes, teams that are good at this get credit for deploying good defense, keeping the game close, right? If they're drafting scaling and keeping games within a reasonable limit, that's something to point to as a good thing, right? But yeah. I just think that, like, just don't – we're going off on this long tangent. Don't look at that series as a 3-0, like a 3-0 stomp because it wasn't, you know? So I think the market's pricing that in. Like, that that's where I'm coming from on this one. Like, I think the market's just as treating this differently. Like, I'm trying to look – like, I make rare Adam favorites in this one. Like I, no matter how I slice it, like if I feel, like if I filter this out to be like just we and, and Rare Adam against good teams, Rare Adam are even heavier favorites. So like, I'm gonna be on Rare Adam here. I, no, no results gonna surprise me in this series. But Josh, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I think this is a spot for me where I'd bet plus money. Yeah. Whoever. Yeah, I, I don't. Think that's reasonable I, I, I think if 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 these odds were swapped, I'd probably be on we. To be frank. Yeah, but where they're at, I'm on. I think I'm on the rare Adam side, and like you said, I, I think any outcome is not surprising. I think the double minus one and a half here is an interesting bet. Yeah, uh, I guess it's not under four and a half maps, right? This is yeah, actually better. Yeah. I think in this case, yeah, I don't think they're. Yeah, that, I don't think that would net positive either way. Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, I think if you if you have a side you feel stronger about, I, I probably would just bet the minus one and a half as opposed to the money line personally. Uh, in this spot, but it's 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 a spot where I think these teams are pretty equal. I think WE has flashed arguably a, a higher, you know, more dominance in their wins to where people will kind of have that memory of, oh, WE just runs teams over type yeah. deal. Um, you know, because Rare Adams had, like, you know, they do the ugly win thing. Yep. Uh, people refer to it as the LCK style or whatever, but at the end of the day, they're both really good teams, and this is just a classic playoff match where it's it's going to be tough. I think you just take the plus money. Under four and a half is minus two fifty one. So, I don't love that. I like I hate that's those a big number. Yeah, map totals are always a sucker bet. Yeah, that's why I think you just take rare out of minus one half, or if yeah. you're on WE, take WE minus one and a half yeah, because I'm with that. I think a three one is a is is a pretty likely outcome. What is what do you have for? 
your your in your box spread out of it. Uh, for I didn't put the non five games. Yeah, give me one second. I can punch it okay. in real fast. Uh, but do you, you... you have the percentage chances right yeah, of the, yeah, the non three twos? Yeah, give me one second. You guys have any other commentary on this one? I just gotta enter a few. Things no, I mean, I think it. I think it's just gonna be an interesting matchup across the board because you obviously, I think you have to give the edge to breathe in the top side. I think he's been an absolute monster. But then throughout the map, great yeah, the jungle matchup is going to be so fun yeah. to watch, and I think even mid lane should be pretty interesting to watch as well. Let's see. This, I, I, like, I like the kill play. total. The kill total overs feel good to me in this series. W yeah, twenty six and a half. They're so low, bloody. The only problem is if if rare item control, I don't. It, it feels a little bit weirder because they usually kind of play lower, but. WE feels like they'll throw themselves into the pit if they're losing. So, so we can I think play, we right. can play around with this a little bit. So like put put a put a percent on this one just to just for the exercise purposes here. Like percent of one team to win. Yeah. Uh, let's go rare Adam. I think rare Adam is fifty four percent to win this series. Fifty four. All right. So I think their money line is good, but not by much. So. You've got roughly a 37-ish percent chance of a five-game, uh, let's see, under four. Under four is going to co- come up like 67% of the time. So ends up being what? Just I'm trying to think implied odds off the top of my head. One second. Like roughly minus 200. So the minus the, the under four and a half maps is not a not a good wager. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, should be a good series. I, I'm probably I'm probably just going to be on Rare Adam here, and then whatever happens happens. Uh, yeah, I think I kind of have to bet Rare Adam. If yeah, like because I, I like LNG. It's weird to say that because I'm I, like I'm scared to bet LNG against RNG, and I'm scared to bet RNG against LNG. But I also think LNG have just looked better, and I can't fault WE for the competition they face. But I also think like they just haven't looked particularly great, like. Mostly the last series. I'm kind of throwing out the OMG series. So, would you and, guys also be on Wii if the odds were flipped or no? I I'm more bullish on Rare Adam, so I probably would be. That would move me into pass probably. Gotcha. I would want like We plus one fifteen or better. If they were plus one fifteen or better, I would smash it. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done full on due diligence on this one yet, but like. I actually, I bet when I when I do more research on this, I'm actually probably going to like Rare Adam more than I like them right now. So I'll probably split the difference and be like, I think Rare Adam should probably be like favorites. They, they should just flip these odds. I think. Yeah, that's kind of what I expected to see. Was the uh, was the flipped version of this? Yeah. I ex- yeah, I, I expected was... WE to be favorites because they always everybody always overreacts to what they've seen, right? And and books just have not liked Rare Adam all season. Still, it's crazy. Um. Saturday will be FPX against the winner of RNG LNG. So FPX against either of those. What do we think? FPX should be favorites of some. Like probably should be short favorites against either of these teams because if LNG comes out and beats RNG after beating Top Esports and Sunning, you just have to give them like yeah. a pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. credit at that point. So I said I guess FPX comes out at like minus one forty against either one of those teams. Slightly bigger if it's LNG. Is this formatting weird? Yeah. I'll probably end up betting the underdog, whoever. Like, if the underdogs are in the, like, plus 150 range, I'll probably bet either RNG or LNG at plus 150. But I think FPX should be the favorite either way. Interesting. What do you think, Josh? For LNG, RNG, 
I'm on LNG. Well, LNG, no, LNG, RNG, either one against FPX. Oh, against FPX? Yeah. If LNG, it sounds so stupid, but if LNG win, I'm just not going to bet against them. Even though it's <laughs> no, it's, that's a thing. That's a real just, thing, dude. Yeah, it's a mental block for me at this point. If they, I mean, if, I just, bro, if they run the gauntlet of Sooning top RNG, how they're do you winning worlds, them, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah, it's like, come on. I'll, I'll actually be convinced John sold his soul. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 his life's on a, on a timer at that point or something. Like, this is something. Icon solo kills Doinby like three times, and then yeah. Doinby's wife leaves him for Icon. That's the story. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! Like I don't know. It, I mean, it, if LNG win, it's gonna be hard. If, if RNG win, I think I'm. I feel better about betting FPX, which seems so ass backwards. But it. I mean, I just don't want to get in the way of LNG if if they're on this tear. So what, dude? What percentage out, right? of an adjustment do you get? Do you give to the LNG or on fire right now? Ten percent? Like, like the, what kind the, of percentage no adjustment do you make to this? Yeah, like. I don't know, like it. Yeah, you have to like Do increase you bump their them stats, 10%? right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, you have to just elevate them to like a a to a plus tier, right? Yeah, like you can think FPX is slightly better, but I would assume FPX comes into a series against LNG like what minus one eighty, minus one ninety. LNG, I'm, I mean, maybe even more. I make like, them. I make them sixty eight percent per map. FPX against LNG. So, it so it's going to end up like being like a two. 74%. So it's going to be like a minus 300 favorite or something. Yeah, so like minus 290. I mean, like, yeah. uh, there's just no way, right? Uh, I could bet FPX So, there. like, if Even you, if you correct, suddenly make right? LNG, like, I don't know, 40, make it a 60-40 series, like you bump them 10%, is that enough respect? Kev, Kev's got you in the chat here, Gelati. Yeah. Why are, we, why are we not taking away the top esports series where LNG was also down 5K twice and came back and won? No, if we're, I mean, if no, we're taking I'm, it away from I'm, I'm WE. Consi- no, I'm considering that as well. Like, no, it's fair. It's totally fair to question that. Like, it's, it was the same kind of situation too, where it was just like huge fuck ups from top esports that cost it. But yeah, you know, at some point, it's like okay, like how much? How much do we got to say? Like, oh, this is just a fucking destiny team, dude. <laughs> like, like at some point, like. I don't know. I always hate these kind of teams. This was Mad Lions last year. Mad Lions cost me so much fucking money last year because I was like, nope, nope, it's just not a thing. And every so often, when you the, the what everyone's different, but the way I bet, I have a very systematic approach to all this stuff. So every once in a while, teams come along like this, and they're they're just going to burn me. But it can't. I can't completely wholesale change the way I do things, the way it's been successful for me, just because one team's going to burn me every so often, right? But it sure as hell sucks when it's happening. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, against RNG, I think this is much closer, but I, I think FPX are going to be breezy. I, if I can get FPX at like anything better than like minus one fifty, minus I don't know, even like maybe one minus one eighty or something, I'm probably going to be on FPX. I think the, the lines in the world. The lines that I think, like I'm just guessing, I'm I'm going to guess that we see FPX minus one fifty against RNG and FPX minus two hundred against LNG. If it goes that way. And if that's what we see, I probably bet the underdogs in both spots just because I think that the series are going to be reasonably close. Like, we're assuming no juice, so RNG would be plus 150 and and LNG plus 200. I think I would have to bet the underdog in both of those spots. Interesting. I don't know, man. 
Yeah, because it's weird because you have to, like, bake in that LNG actually win this series and be like, yeah. holy shit, like, what's going on? I think FPX is a favorite in both those series. I yeah. just think that, like, plus 150 and plus 200 might be too far for me. Right. How about EDG against the winner of Rare Adam and WE? This is it's so funny because this is the exact opposite for me. I I think neither of these teams beats EDG. But really? I'm probably the EDG agree. bull of the room. I don't know if I am. but I Actually, I kind of agree. And, like, I think... W like even if WE like three zeros rare at them and makes them look bad, I still think EDG is a favorite against either of those teams. EDG are going to be favorite against either of these teams. I, you know, all right. So let's we should we should talk about EDG because they did not have a super strong finish. Like they were fine, but they did not have a super strong finish. And there's a lot of people you know levying criticism that their overall performance against good teams hasn't been particularly great. I don't know. You, any, any thoughts on that? Any any? It definitely felt like towards the end of the split they were taking their foot off the gas. I, a little I, bit. That's what I felt too. But it, like, in our world, right? Taking a step back from narratives, I know we get kind of caught up in them sometimes, especially in playoffs. You you can't really quantify that, right? Correct. And that's very difficult to do from a handicapping perspective because you have to try and if you want to try and price that in it's difficult to do so because there wasn't any like outright. It wasn't like the TSM game where they roll swapped all five rolls, right? Yeah. It was just like, they felt like it and you could throw it. Yeah. That it game just out. felt like maybe you're watching the games. They weren't, and it doesn't feel like an actively, they weren't trying as hard, but it almost felt like, Hey, we don't have the pressure anymore, you know? Yeah. And, and maybe that's just confirmation bias or something, right? Where you're like, Oh, the, they've established they're good. Now they're losing. It's because they are maybe taking their foot off the gas. And it could just be that they, you know, weren't just that good to begin with but that's what it felt like to me it seems to me that edg and fpx specifically i think rng got there as well i've just been a cut above that's what i think and to too. me it's just hard for me to want to bet any of these other teams against them yeah i'm my i like i think for me i have edg in the in a special place in my like power rankings in my mind where i have like fpx and rng in, in the top tier and then EDG in a tier below them by themselves, and then everybody else is a tier below that. I could see. Where that. like I just think EDG is going to beat anybody that's not those two, but I think they're going to struggle to beat those two. And so since those two are on the same side of the bracket, it feels like EDG is likely to get to the the next phase of this to me, but have a hard time beating RNG. It feels like yeah. EDG capitalizes on other teams making mistakes better than a lot of teams. Yeah. And all these other teams, your rare atoms, your WES, are all teams that are going to make some mistakes that EDG is going to likely, like, boa constrictor them after. Yeah. And it feels like FPX and RNG are the two teams that are just going to play better than EDG and are less likely to make those kind of mistakes. I can definitely see that. Like, for my, my LPL, like, tier list or power, like, you know, I guess tier list, right, is, like, I'm, I'm with, like, I have those three a cut above everyone, but it's only, like, a half tier up. Like, I, I guess I, I have more, too, I have yeah. more respect for the rest of the mm-hmm. – like the the quote unquote good teams, like I actually think all of these teams are pretty good. Like yeah. I don't think there's like I think those three are your best, like the cream of the crop. But I don't think it's like we had like Damwon in the LCK last year where it's like okay they're like a tier and a half above everyone else, right? Like yeah, like I don't think it's, it's that clean a cut. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I mean, this league's just in general very difficult to handicap. But yeah. it's interesting for me too because in those. Of those three, you know, we're going to talk, talk about them as they're kind of the big three, you mm-hmm. know, maybe in their own tier or whatever. It's funny because I think FPX is the best team, but I also think those three are circular in nature. Like, I think yeah. EDG would beat 
FPX but lose RNG, who would also yeah, it's like rock paper scissors lose right? FPX. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a it's like a weird trio thing. It makes it really really difficult. But I mean, the good thing is EDG is kind of on the good side of it, right? Yeah, they don't have to face either of them until the finals if they win this game. I think yeah, Kev, Kev made a good point in the chat that like EDG kind of coasted to the end. But I, so here's the thing, right? He said they coasted to the end essentially. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and they came out of the long break and completely smashed top esports and looked great in playoffs, which which happened, right? But I also think this team's different. Like, if you like, EDGs were like the only team that like elevated performance when quite literally the rest of the world has basically downgraded in every way, right? Not I say downgraded, but like that's mostly because of changes to the game, right? But EDG have basically elevated by all by most metrics, right? They were one of, for a while in the LPL. They were the only team that actually did until FPX kind of got their shit together after the first couple weeks, right? So I'm kind of like this is interesting to me though. Like I, I'm I don't know where the numbers are going to be on this, which is another angle to this. But like I like teams like EDG. <laughs> who basically show steady progressive improvement over the course of the year. But like this last two weeks were enough of a, enough of a tiny blip on the radar. We're not talking like a giant, like, holy shit, this tanks for the last two weeks. But like, it was cause they still looked fine. It's not like they like completely self-destructed and mailed it in. They just looked like they had kind of taken their foot off the gas a little bit. So like, I don't, they're kind of a mystery to me. I, like, I think EDG are probably just going to stomp whoever comes out of this. I would almost rather see Rare Adam because I think stylistically the two of them clashing would be interesting. It would be almost not like an LPL match in a weird way. But I think I, I think it would just be interesting to me to watch that specific matchup. I don't if really WE, care who comes out of it. But. If WE wins and plays against EDG uh, and EDG, EDG wins... If EDG wins that matchup, I'll feel a little bit better about EDG than if they beat Rare Adam because I feel like they kind of big brother Rare Adam. They're just yeah, doing the same yeah. thing but better. Yeah. If they beat WE, that's overcoming like I think some individual talent gaps. Like I think Breathe is by far the best, the better top laner in that matchup. And so if they beat, if they win that matchup, it makes me feel a little bit better in that front. And then when that. they face when they face FPX and RNG, which are more talent teams, then uh, it'll make me feel a little better about them. I could definitely see that angle to it too. I think that's good. Um, I just think the the Viper gap throughout this league is still massive. I yeah. I I don't know who seconds him in this he's, league. Even he's a lunatic. I think it's interesting because like all the tier talk we do, it feels like Viper is like one of the only players in the world, especially at the position where you wouldn't expect it right now, where he feels like he's two tiers above the next closest in even the best league I in the world in right the, now. I think in the LPL, yeah, yeah, yeah like it's kind of like... crazy. So who's that's what's next, hard for who's me. Who's the next best AD carry? Probably Gala, right? I would say Gala. He's had, I mean, probably. Gala's had some down series, but he's had some really incredible series as well. Yeah, so I, I'd probably make him second. Yeah. Gala, and and even like to me, it feels like. That's, I'm right, always going to have questions about that. Yeah, it feels like Gala's like an A to A plus tier and, and Viper's ass to S plus. Viper, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like best player in the world yeah. tier. Like yeah. one of them anyway. In the so that's what's tough for me. Because, like, you know. You may have a little bit of the gap with, you know, the jungle at top are maybe not the strongest. I don't think you're ever going to really question Scout to be a rock for the most part. You can kind of neutralize to, to, to lose gracefully I think Scout in almost beats, any matchup. I think Scout whoops on Shanks, probably struggles a little more with Fofo. I think Fofo's been better yeah. than him this season. Not by much, but I think the two yeah. of them are very, very good. 
but yeah, just it kind of made, to me feels like a lock for EDG to get get to that final spot right now, and then it's yeah. tough. But we'll see how the numbers. Should, I mean, if yeah. they come out minus three fifty or something absurd, I think exactly there's going to be value. But exactly. we'll have to see. All right, LCK, we've got uh, T one against uh, Live Sandbox, which we we mentioned a little bit already. We don't have to go over that again. Um, sandbox. Oh, we, not Sandbox. Saturday. Whoo. Saturday, we're going to get Damwon against... So, the way the LCK works, I guess I should preface this with the, the structure, right? So, the higher seed gets to pick... In this case, it's Damwon. They're the number one seed. The higher seed's going to get to pick their, their opponent for semis. And they're going to choose Nongshim. So and they're going to dumpster them. I actually think that, too. Uh, so, Damwon gets to choose between Nongshim, T1, or Sandbox. Well, it's going to be Nongshim or the winner of T1 and Sandbox. So, let's. Yeah, I think Damwon's going to choose Nongshim. I think they're going to pick Nongshim. It's going to be a three zero. Like I really yeah, do. That's, like that's it's only what I have on my card here. I don't know the odds, but if I can get yeah. Damwon like minus one and a half at anywhere near plus money, I'm going to be all over it. It feels so goofy to be like this blindly confident in a team that had so many question marks for most of the summer, but like the last two weeks is like, okay, all right, we get it. You're back. All right. We get it. Sorry. Sorry. We doubted you. Sorry. We disrespected the hangover or the coasting or whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, damn one is just going to destroy the rest of this league. God damn it, man. Like that's what, Oh yeah, I really see. I honestly don't see like an interesting matchup for them in the league. I think T1. If T1 plays at their ceiling, I think they can, they can play a series with them. The the upside of T one and Gen G is like being competitive with Dam one with what we've seen, I think. Yeah. And that's that's it. And the two of them have had enough question marks that it's like how how much can you really rely on that to happen? I I mean you never know. It's just any given day, but I think those are the only two that really have the upside for it. Or I mean really the only to me the only way Dam One's losing is if they beat themselves. So. Yeah, I mean they, they they could. I mean if T one has a has a, a a series. I mean they they draft the early game. If they have some great games where they get some leads in the early game, they could be Dam one. But it. yeah, <laughs> but I think I think Dam one's like a clear favorite to win the LCK and yeah. almost certainly is going to like three zero or three one Nongshim in this matchup. So how about uh, what if they don't pick Nongshim and they pick like let's say let's just go through it like T one. If T one wins, I just I cannot imagine Dam one picking them. Like it's got to be I the only team they're afraid of, of, right? But not even like afraid of. Like it's almost like they have like a cultural respect thing there too. Yeah, that's and true. I, I just feel like they're just not going to pick T one if no matter what. You don't T1 think Koma tries to big ticket? No, I think no. If, Sandbox, <laughs> if Sandbox beats T one, then you could argue that maybe they'll take Sandbox. But why would you take Sandbox who just beat T one when you could take Nongshim? So yeah. I, I just I think they're taking Nongshim like no matter what. Yeah. It they because there's no like losers bracket for damn one right or is there no yeah. no yeah I mean they just, yeah, they so just had no to beat way, somebody. Right? well okay there is one angle right because damn one's already qualified for worlds I think right yeah so mm-hmm. that's the only angle where I could see it from John to your point is like maybe they do think T one's a better team and they want that better practice I'm right? gonna double check this really fast make sure we're not I'm pretty sure bullshit. damn one's already fully qualified for worlds they, they get to they, skip the regional comment. yes. They're qualified. So from that perspective, right, like winning a summer LCK title is maybe not priority one for them right now. It's probably looking forward to Worlds. Obviously, it's a nice to have, right? But 
That's the only angle I could see where they would you pick T1, king make and I don't somebody? think it's super strong. Huh? You think they're going to king-make someone in playoffs? Yeah, I mean, they could They could try to eliminate T1, like try to yeah. get T1 out of They're thinking like Jumbo today. Brain? Like that's what... I don't, I, mean, I don't think that's how these yeah. teams think, but... I don't think just, so either. just going to pick Nongshim and Dumpstrom is what's going to happen. Yeah, I think I think the most alpha thing would be Tacoma being like, no, we want T1. Like that, that would be the most alpha thing. Actually, would be pretty cool. I almost would rather see that. I think it'd be dope as hell if they did introduce a little bit of villainy, you know. Um, and then Gen G is going to get whoever Dan Wan doesn't pick. So, what do we think about Gen G against any of these three? Gen G T one feels like the likely matchup, and man, Gen G T one is that just not the classic? Like that's ba- that basically is El Clasico at this point in yeah. the LCK, and the. El Clasico ver- No, you know what this is? This isn't El Clasico. It was alternate El Clasico. It's Origin against G2. It's Origin against G2. <laughs> yeah. And G2 always fucking beat them. Because, <laughs> like, it always happened, right? But Gen G's been beating the crap out of you on of late, right? Yeah. So here's here's the thing with this one is, like, is Gen G just doing what Damwon did? And they were kind con- like, no, nah, I want to call it sandbagging because I don't think these teams think about it that way. But, like... Genji just raffle stomped Nongshim in that last match. And Nongshim had a lot to play for. They lost a bye from that. So and they completely destroyed them. Like those were two super lopsided games. Now it's only two games. And we're all kind of lower on Nongshim than the market is. But like Genji had they needed a get right spot and goddamn it they got one. But this yeah. team I mean, at this point, you have to call them chokers, right? Like, they just, they, they have this, they have a habit. Yeah, it's hard not to view them that way, for sure. They just get cold in playoffs. And it doesn't matter if they had a bye. Like, that that was the excuse for, for like, a couple seasons. They had a bye to the finals, and they just lost in the finals. Like, that, that shit can happen. You can look real bad, right? Even if you're not that bad a team, you could just look bad if you just lost on the day, and that's the only series anyone saw, right? But at some point, like, there's been, what, like, four playoffs in a row now that they've looked kind of sketch? Yeah, yeah it's been quite a, quite a bit in a row. Yeah, It's just I tough. I, I think Gen.G has the tools to be able to compete. I mean... They have tools to beat anybody. Yeah, they... they I don't know. I, just, I, I, I would struggle to want to pick T1. And T1 just has been such a disappointment for me this year. <sighs> the non-Damwon matchups in the LCK are actually just really fascinating because there's so yeah. many like what which version of this team is going to show up on this day. Honestly, th- honestly, the LCK has become the LPL of like years years past, where it's like which version of this team showing up today? Because I have no idea, right? Like, if the good version shows up, then cool, they can beat anybody. But there's a lot of a lot of turmoil. It's interesting. I, I think I'm going to probably be on Genji if they play against Nongshim. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think you're right. Don Damwon's going to pick them. We'll see. We'll have to see what the numbers look like. But I, do we do we think do we think Gen G is the third best team? If T one gets decent odds against Gen G, I don't think they will. But if they're like plus one forty or something, I'll slam T one against yeah, Gen G. I'm guessing T one's going to come into that series as a favorite if they if that's how it goes. Yeah, and uh, that'll make it hard for me to bet that. So matchup. like, do, what's I your what's Gen your G's tier list? In the, what's your tier list in the LCK? I think I have Damwon and it's here by themselves, yeah. and then T1 and Genji in the next tier. Yeah, I would say same. I, I think I would rate Genji above T1, though. Even if it's like an A plus A type deal, 
I don't know. I, I, I think I'd give that edge to Gen.G. I think they've kind of earned that at this point. I think the hard part is they're so opposite. Gen.G keeps drafting scaling stuff, and T1 keeps taking early game smash stuff, and I have a hard time like deciding if Gen.G is going to be able to survive the early we, games. We've, we've talked well, that's the weird part. We've talked to Ad yeah. Nauseam about this. Like, what the fuck happened to this Gen.G team where they're just not willing to do other shit anymore? It, like, because they were playing volley bear for the first. Three they were months. so good at like that was their thing for the last eighteen months. Their thing has been, oh, we're kind of just good at everything. We're not particularly super duper elite at any one thing except for the stupid Renekton Nidalee comp that they're really good at, right? But they were pretty good at everything, and that was their calling card, right? That's what part of what made them good. They had good players, and they could play everything, right? This season, they're just like, nah, nah, we refuse to play. Maybe they're subscribed to the Church of LS. I don't know. Maybe maybe there there's some behind the scenes dealing between Gen G and T one, and he's secretly dealing with all the Gen G players. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, Kev, I know you met you asked this earlier. I want to. I know you just asked it again. I'm going to re. Let's touch on this. Um, thoughts on Hallmore Life finishing eighth in summer, and they have a spot in regional qualifiers uh, due to finish in spring. Kind of similar to what we talked about earlier about how like I think it's important to have spring matter. If they're actually not good. This, they are on the LGD trajectory, by the way. LGD did this last year where they got into the regional qualifier, got hot, and ran to Worlds, and they were like the 10th best team in the LPL or some shit like that. <laughs> um, not a great representation. Ended up doing okay anyway. Now, I agree that it feels bad for Afrika, but we, we kind of t- – I don't know if you were here for this earlier, Kev. Like, we kind of touched on it. Like, no matter what format you do, there's just always going to be feels-bads and feels-goods, right? Like, there just is. Nothing's going to be perfect. Um, are they going to get a buy? Is that true? No. No, it's still undecided where they're going to finish, like, in terms of championship point ranking. As of right now, they are fifth. And the four teams remaining in playoffs cannot finish lower than that. So like they are they're not gonna be they're gonna be fifth or sixth. Which means that they will be start the gauntlet. They will be starting the gauntlet. Like they're they're not they can't they can't get out of starting the gauntlet. It's just a matter of whether they're five or six. So yeah, so never mind. Yeah, they're not going to get a buy. If they got a buy, suddenly this looks a little froggy. But the regional gauntlet, weird things happen. Weird things always happen in the regional gauntlets because you have multiple weeks before fi- after finals. The patch is super solved. Everyone's been playing on the patch for like a month and a half. And weird shit happens. Regional finals are – I'm thinking about just not betting them this year because, like, I get blown out in that every single year in every league. So, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Um yeah, I don't know. Just figured we'd mention that, Kev, because I saw you asked it twice. LEC. Let me timestamp. We've got... All right. LEC. Uh, we have Misfits plus 106 against Fnatic minus 127 on Friday morning. Uh, I did not look. Kiltotas were off the board at a couple places. I didn't look everywhere, but I was admittedly kind of lazy about this today. Kiltoto on this, this one's probably going to be like 28 and a half or 29, so... This is like the toughest series for me to decide what to do with because if you told me it was going to be Fnatic minus 127, Misfits plus 106 before their last series, I think everybody would have said smash Fnatic really mm-hmm. hard. So how much do we want to count this last one series? Because Misfits clearly looked very good against Rogue. Fnatic looked very beatable against Vitality. 
Do we let one series push us to the point where this is an almost even money matchup when I think before we would have bet Fnatic at like minus 250 against the Misfits? John, I almost feel like you're asking me a leading question here based on the point I talked about (laughs) earlier with the – you have to compress those first two – compress your expectations from the first – it's weird to compress your expectations after the fact. I know this is a weird concept to think about, but if you you weren't considering the two weeks going into those series, try to project that onto the results now and ask yourself how, how surprising it is now. If it's still very surprising to you, if it's still a little bit surprising to you, if it was still not at all surprising to you, act accordingly from that. Now, even baking that in, Vitality, super volatile team. We've seen that team just pop off for like a week and they're good, right? So it's kind of tough. That's the hard series to evaluate here. Misfits just straight up looked good, right? I think that one's easier to like in our heads like, oh, we, we can be like, oh, this is good. They look good right now, right? The Fnatic one, it's like, how much of that was Vitality being good? How much was Fnatic not? How much was was Vitality performing on the day? Uh, Fnatic had to deal with the weird Adam playing remotely deal, too, and the two weeks. There's a lot of factors, right? I'm with you, though. Like, it's it, this is a weird one. Like, I'm... I'm oh, man, this is tough. Because, like, I know my model's going to be on Fnatic, and my model's bullish on Misfits. So, that should say something on that angle. Uh... I don't know, man. I might just end up staying away from this one because I don't know I what think, to think. I think I'm going to bet Fnatic. I think I'm going to try to to tell myself, look, these are different series and different matchups, and if we watched the whole year's worth of games, I think I would be on Fnatic for sure. And I think I just got to stick with that and stay on Fnatic at minus 127. I think that the, I think I just have to tell myself that story. They've and if Misfits so comes out and wins... Yeah, if Misfits comes out and wins, props to them. But I think I have to take, you know, looking at an 18-game sample, I would take Fnatic for sure. And so I, I don't think I can let one series dissuade me. I think i got to yeah. take a shot on Fnatic. And yep. you guys, so you guys know me. Like, I, I've been more bullish on Misfits than, like, anybody, I think. Like, do you know anyone that's been more bullish on this team than me? I do know one. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Does he Captain work for Morgan. Misfits? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Captain Morgan, who works with Kev, but but yeah, I, I don't know. I, for me, it's Fnatic three zero. I think Fnatic stomps the series. I think uh, I think stylistically, this is a terrible matchup for Misfits. That part I do agree with, which is like that. That's what would push me to Fnatic here. That's the thing. Like, if you tell me who's the best stylistic matchups for Fnatic in the league, I think Rogue can play against anyone. Rogue. I think Vitality and G two are the next two. Or, no, I, no. Sorry, honestly, not, honestly, honestly to me, it's Rogue. And that's yeah, part I of think why Fnatic and Rogue were the best two teams just, in the league for me for a while. Yeah. So, but to me, I just don't think Misfits has the same tools to be able to compete with Fnatic that some of these other teams do. And for that reason, I think it's Fnatic all, all day for me. I'll probably, I'll probably bet them every single map, and even if they come out three one, you come out ahead. But it could, it could come out against for sure. Could come out again. Uh, come out against the them. More, the more I'm thinking about if it this. Came to play, but. It's Fnatic for me. I bet Fnatic futures at the beginning of the playoffs, and I didn't even consider betting Misfits futures. Hmm. And I, I don't want that to change after one series. I think yeah. I think I, I bet Fnatic futures and thought, hey, if they're going to lose a game, it'll be this first one to Vitality off the two weeks off. I think with one week off of Misfits after kind of giving it their all against Rogue and coming up short, I like Fnatic a little bit more there with a little bit more veteran presence on the team and things like that. Yeah. 
the more I'm thinking about it, I'm probably just going to be on Fnatic. This is cheap. This yeah, is I think you kind of have to do cheap. it. Yeah. Also, Buepo looked really, really, really good, even with two weeks for someone to prepare against them and shit. And that's... I, I love when good players just shut all the doubters up. It just makes me so happy every time. <laughs> um, do listener question. Uh, Kev has another one. He says... Uh, if, G2, if it's G2 versus Fnatic for Worlds, kind of like we said with Cloud9 versus Golden Guardians, do you think there's a chance the pressure is too much for G2 and Reckless in particular? We kind of touched on Reckless, I think, before you got here, Kev, a little bit. Um, especially because after you got caught in Game 3 against Mad, Reckless was mentally done. You can see it in the voice chat in their v video. He's mentally broken after that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't want to speculate that far in advance we, we've kind of talked about pressure before and it just does weird things to people i thought cloud nine would kind of buckle under the pressure with, with golden guardians like you mentioned and they just obliterated them so reckless has won a shit ton of clutch time like clutch moments in his career i don't think this is going to be the one that breaks him really uh, he's had much more like you want to talk about like mentally like booming someone like look at some of the ways he's gone out of worlds yeah. Like some of the absolute hero performances in games that he's lost in like world quarterfinals, world semifinals, group stages to qualify. Like that dude has had honestly, so I, I honestly think this is part of what makes him who he is, like in a good way. Is that dude is just he's just hardened. That guy's been cut so many times that everything is scabbed over and is just scarred now. And like everything's calluses, whatever you want to call it, right? Like that dude's career, he has seen so much shit in his career that I don't think this kind of shit phases him anymore. The argument for G two not beating Fnatic or Misfits or whatever is just that G two's not might not just might not be good enough to do it. That's what like, I think G two just doesn't look that good. I mean, yeah. they just might not be good enough to do it. I still think like, and I know Kev's a G two fan, so like uh, that's probably toward the back of his mind. But like, I, I think a lot of people still just don't. That's just like not on people's radar still. Like it's possible that they're just like they're just good, not great guys. Like that's a, certainly a possibility that I think you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But we've now seen what a year and a half of this. They did well at the end of last season, so I guess you can never really rule them out. But let's just count this calendar. You've seen a year of it. At what yeah, point? We'll at what G2 point? Yeah, we'll just touch on them in a second. All right, uh, Rogue. Mad Lions, essentially even money, rogue or small favorites, minus 112 against minus 106. And you can see the opposite at some places, too. So I- I'm all over rogue here. And I'm going to yeah. sound like a fucking madman. I'm going to sound like what's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again. But God damn it, I'm just going to keep going to bat for this team. They're a better team, period. I'm, I'm, I'm betting rogue. I, I think rogue is, is the better team, and I'm going to bet them for sure. Like... Do I sound like a bad man? Like it's what? What? What if I say the only case? And I, I mentioned this in the Discord with Kev. The only case that you can make for Mad Lions is that they have the head-to-head. They're in their head thing going on. You could say like, oh, like stylistically, Mad Lions just wait for someone to fuck up, and Rogue always fuck up in in Rogue time or whatever. But like, I think we're all so fucking. Are we? Can we be done with this? Is the broadcast milked this for all it's worth yet? Can we be done with Wait, that fucking narrative? Is this, this this is arguably like there's been some dumb narratives. Don't get me wrong, but I I think this might be the dumbest one I've ever. If seen. They act like other good teams don't do the exact same shit. 
Well, they act like Rogue do it every time. Like, they're not literally the best team in the league by a wide margin because they don't do it that often. I don't know, dude. I am also sick. I, I gotta say, know, you guys have mentioned it. I know Gelati's been sick of it forever, but I, I am also <laughs> really tired of the broadcast talking about how, like, Rogue is the safe scaling team. When, like, the only AD carry they pick is Kalista and Draven. Yeah, like, what the <laughs> f- Are you watching the same games game. we are? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little tired of that one, too. After God damn it. Like, they were like 30 straight series yeah. without picking a scaling Larson's AD carry. Larson's like the then... best fucking Lucian on the planet. It's like, oh, what do you want now? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's that's an yeah, no, I, Yeah, I, I like Rogue. I think Rogue's an auto bet. Yeah. Rogue slam dunk for me. Yeah. And when Mad Lions win from a 6K goal deficit in Game 5 again, I'm just going to – it's going to be like Groundhog Day, and I'm going to go about my day as normal, and then a week later, snap. That's what's going <laughs> to happen. But, you know. Um, G2 will get the winner of Misfits and Fanatic on Sunday. Or I got to say it. I, <laughs> I think I'm probably going to be on whoever wins. Yeah, it depends. I mean, I think the odds are going to be pretty – heavy for g2 and if yeah. that's the case i'm probably going to be on the other side too yeah i, I have to temper myself because i just talked about not letting one series deter me on fanatic and misfits and so i have to also say to myself maybe i shouldn't let one series deter me on g2 because yeah. i had them as the favorite to win the split before this last series but there was some just real fundamental issues yeah. i had in that g2 in that last g2 series it, it like took them off the radar of split winners for me and maybe it shouldn't have. Maybe I should be giving them a little more respect. Yeah, see, I, I, I was I was never that, that bullish on them. Yeah. But, God, Josh. I mean, the issue for me is just that it was like a bit of a reversion to what we were seeing in the middle of the split where we felt the yeah. same. Yeah. And to me, it's one thing if you go through that, come out, never look back. You know, I said that about EG in the middle of this last split, right? I, I think you guys remember on this show when I said, I think EG has turned that corner where they're not going to be this team that flips and loses the bad wor- teams that are worse than them um, anymore. And they kind of came through on that. But G2, now when you see them exhibiting that behavior where they are kind of reverting back to that, it gets a little scarier. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's it's definitely tough. I think if Misfits win, I'm, I'm much more comfortable being on G2 against Misfits than against so- Fnatic. Here's a hypothetical for you. How what's the number got to be at for you to be interested in Misfits if they win? If they beat Fnatic, let's say it's a hard fought, I don't know, three two or something like that. It's a close series. You could have gone either way. I would say probably over over two hundred for sure. John? Yeah, that's kind of the number that was in my mind was two twenty five was the number where I was thinking I, I might find myself on the Misfits. Okay, all right, that's interesting. Maybe a little shorter than that, but for yeah. Fnatic, G2 I are think be like, sizable favorites. I think I still, I still probably want Fnatic at like plus one fifty or better as well. I don't think I want the Fnatic at even money against G two. I did. There's, there's no way. Like, that's going to be the more interesting be, one. But... That's going to be the more interesting one because I don't think there's any way the books are going to make that that far apart. Like just based on like regular season results, like any kind of Elo model is going to make that a much closer series. So. Yeah, we'll just have to see what the odds look yeah, like, but we'll just say we're open to to betting against G two in this series for sure. Yeah. LCS, we've got a real banger. <laughs> kind of, I guess. We want to talk about so Cloud Nine Evil Genius is the actual banger, and that's happening uh, Thursday, and that is, I believe, for a spot at Worlds, right? 
Or no, uh, to be eliminated uh, from worlds. Be, yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to. The winner of that is gonna have to be TSM probably to make worlds. If I'm and, if I'm correct, and the, and the loser is just out. Yeah, right? world. The loser's gone. Jesus, that's the feels bad. That, that's what I was saying about the. That's it. It feels so bad to me that EG is put in that position. To you have to beat Cloud9 and TSM just to make the worlds when you were the best team in the summer. Or yeah, the and they and they had, they're going to have to face Hundred Thieves, TSM, and Cloud9 in order, or Hundred Thieves, Cloud9, and then TSM. TSM. Yeah. Oh, TSM first because Hundred Thieves is in the upper bracket right now with Team Liquid. Well, yeah, no, no, but they already played them. them. Yeah, they already played them. Okay, yeah, yeah so that's a saying, brutal yeah. three game three game sketch or stretch, but. I mean, look, I, I, I think EG are going to win them tomorrow. We don't have to go too far into it because it's Wednesday night and it's a Thursday night match. But I talked about this in the Discord. I think everybody wants EG to win, and I think that that EG deserves to win, and I think they're going to lose, and it's going to make me feel really sad. I, I think mean, that, I think we want them to get there. I think if you look at overall performance this split, they've been a better team, and we they deserve to be there, and I think. C9 is going to beat them. This is the dream crush sad. spot, right? It's, it's, I think it's a total dream crush spot. I really hope EG wins. Uh, My see, thing with EG is just they were way too quick to abandon what got them here. They 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 did what Team Liquid did for years in this. Like you just, I I don't want to see impact on Warren and Zion at all. It, yeah, I don't want to see one of those champions at all. Yep, they I mean, didn't do it you all think year. Maybe they, they learned a lesson from that. Maybe, but like I just so my see my handicap on this match place, is much right? easier than anything to do with EG, and it's just that I don't think Cloud Nine's that good. Like I think they're good, I just don't think they're as good as the market thinks they are at all. Yeah. Nothing. Look, yeah. make no mistake. Like I don't think nothing would really surprise me in this one. Like maybe a Cloud Nine three zero would shock me, but you know, like if Cloud Nine win, I'm not going to be surprised about it. But there's there's no way I'm not betting EG here tomorrow. There's no yeah, way. I think it's huge bot dip for EG, yeah. um, for sure. And then the mid jungle is kind of hard to tell. Uh, I think that that's a tough one. And then the top lane is two of the best top laners in the league, so I think it's fairly even in the top lane. The mid jungle, I think you just, just give respect. I think and say it's Cloud Nine. Here's but... what I will say, man. Uh, Cloud Nine are easier to solve team. team to me. Yeah, but th- this might be an unpopular take, and you guys may disagree, but. I am sick of contracts. I just, I'm sick of seeing him. I don't think. I don't know I if we're going to see why they're doing tomorrow. it for early aggression. Yeah, I just. I think they're going to play Sven because I think it was we've talked pretty a lot clear of and obvious that he can't this. play. He can't play. Was it Viego? Was the key Viego, pick in that yeah. series? And I, I know we, we've talked about it, uh, about Sven being washed on, on this show a lot. <laughs> but the point, like, the thing is, it'd be different if contracts was like this new player. Like a like a can be type guy. Yeah, he's not. Contracts has been playing since like 2012. Or I mean, he's young in age. He's not young as a professional. We've yeah, seen him in the LCS like five times. Is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's not his first rodeo, and so like, I just I don't know, man. I, I really just don't necessarily like how they play with him. And you know, when he's playing, he's gonna play these type of champions. You know, he's known for his Italy, right? And, like, Lee Sin. Those are, like, his two kind of signature picks. I mean, for me, I think the way to beat Cloud9 is just to have a better early game because they're, like, if you just cancel the early game. Like, if you just take – if you have a better early game than Perks and Blabber, you just win. This team has shown absolutely no- – I mean, you've had yeah. a couple of hero performances from Fudge on Gwen and shit, right? But, like, 
for the most part, if you just even if you just cancel out the early, like I actually think like EG have this in a number of different ways. The only problem with that, Vince, to me, is that EG kind of showed a little bit of the same thing against Hundred yeah. Thieves. Hundred Thieves was like, hey, if we just take Zuke out of the game, then you guys can't play, and it worked pretty well. I mean, it didn't work every game. Don't get me wrong, but it yeah. did work pretty well in general. I don't know. Uh, to, to me, this is just I, th- I think Cloud9 are an easier to solve team, inter- like Agreed. strategically speaking. And I think that pound for pound, based on what we've seen this season, I think EG probably overall better roster. Even with I really the hope question EG marks, wins, man. I really hope they win. And to me, it's like not even hoping they win or lose. Like, look, in my heart, I, th- I want to see the best team at Worlds, right? So I hope they You're don't. You're such lose. a purist, Gelati. You're such a yeah, purist, but yeah, like. Lame. You know, the best man win. Just like, do you, do you understand how angry I was that LGD made worlds last year? I don't think you comprehend. Make how a much bonfire. Hate, how much I hate seeing garbage on the world stage. Okay, I hate. I'm it. gonna I hate build it. a bonfire with Sven's body in the middle of it. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> here we go. We got a, the the funeral pyre, right? All right. Please uh, just dumpster him, Danny. Just leave him. Leave him just in a dumpster, my friend. Do eg. 3-0, easy clap. I'm just kidding. Down. Not actually. I would love it. You guys know I would love it. <laughs> no, I would love it, yeah. We'll be part And I still have a lot night. riding on EG Futures, too. Because I think whoever wins this crushes TSM, for the record. I think whoever wins this series beats yeah, TSM. Re- realistically, just to be real for people that are going to read, I'm I'm almost 100% going to be hedging out of this on Cloud9 because I have a huge position on EG for, for to win the LCS. So uh, I'm probably going to be taking profits there to some extent, but... Uh, well, not profits, but just cutting losses. Because if they lose this, I'm going to be oof. Uh, Friday, Immortals plus 190 against TSM minus 233. So here's the thing: Immortals smash Dignitas. That doesn't. I mean, they looked good, but Dignitas aren't good. But I want to give credit to them for taking care of business, because I sincerely thought Dignitas were going to win that series. I did not think Dignitas was going to win that series. So I don't want to, like, I should, I'm mostly just saying that as, like, a disclaimer, you know? Like, I wasn't that surprised that they, that Immortals won. They were favorites. But I was surprised that it was just a complete stop. Like, none of those games were close. It was just a clean 3-0, right? Now, against TSM. I actually think TSM probably deserved to be this favored against Immortals in a best of five. I think Immortals for me is exactly the same as Sandbox in that I think that if you've been like watching the game for a long time, you're like Immortals is not beating TSM in the playoffs. Okay. But like, actually I think they are very live. I really, I have no respect for TSM, dude. I have let me, no let me, respect for them. So I'll, I'll put it the, like, what's interesting for me is that these, these are two teams that I clashed with a lot of people on this season, because I, I went to bat for Immortals a lot over the, really over the course of the entire calendar year, but especially in summer, right? And I went to bat for this team a lot. I also went to bat for TSM a fair amount of times. To me, I just think TSM are, are, are better at pretty much every position. And I have a hard time over the course of a best of five, even with their shortcomings. TSM have their issues. I just have a hard time in a best of five seeing them lose. Like, now I have no idea. I'm probably not going to be betting spreads on this or anything. Like, this is money line or nothing, right? I haven't done my DD on this yet. Like, I would assume it's going to be pretty close to market. But 
Yeah. Like, do you d- d- look? Immortals are live, but are they live in the sense that it's greater than this number? Or is this radar market for you, John? What do you think? I, I think I'm gonna bet Immortals. Yeah. I, I have no respect for TSM. I think Lost is like a bottom three eighty carry in the league. Yeah, I think Sword Art's been playing bad in that last series. Mediocre. I think Huni is still pretty like pretty bad. Like not like not bad bad, but like for the for the level of the top laners, I don't think he's as good as Impact. I don't think he's as good as Someday. I don't think he's as good as any of these other like good teams top laners. Now he's up against Revenge, which is not the same as being up against those people. But I don't know. I just think Immortals is People are going to count them out in this series the same way that they're going to count out Sandbox against T1, and I think they're pretty, they're pretty live. I like them at plus 190. I'm, I'm not I'm not counting them out of this at all. However, uh, I, I think they're, like, much different prices, too. The Sandbox are, what, plus 105 or whatever? And and this is a plus 190 situation? Let's see. This, like, I don't know. Model makes this, like, what, 72, 28. You make some adjustments. It's probably, like, a 65, 35 matchup. I think that's reasonable, right? Yeah, reasonable. Right, Sixty-five thirty-five is you know minus one eighty-six, so a little rich on TSM. I could see making a play on on Immortals here. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's where I'm going. I'm going to go with Immortals. What do you think, Josh? Uh, I think I think you I I I'm more lean to where you were with it being about right on the market. I think if I were going to bet, if I if I was forced to place a bet on this game, I, I agree I would place it on Immortals. Um, and I definitely agree with, I think, the winner of this game loses to the winner of the other game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a huge... I, I don't think you need to be betting this game. I'm okay with kind of staying away. I think it's yeah. about right the number. This is probably uh, overs, 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 overs all day. Neutral overs, tower overs, dragons, bar- fucking throw barons in there too. I will say that games. the one thing I'll watch out for is if I, I really don't like that TSM was trying to play through top lane. Don't get me wrong. I think Huni's a fine player. Um, I think they need to just be trying to play through PoE. You think that it, had it anything to do with that trying to, you know, make Alfari, like try to reduce the damage Alfari could do? Yeah, it did, but like... It didn't work. <laughs> to me, like, why, right? Like, so... To me, if you're looking at that matchup from an internal perspective, you would think if you're at TSM, you're probably thinking Power Evil is the best mid in the league, or at least top two, top three. Yeah. But I don't think you think that about Huni, right? Like, I don't think anyone thinks that about, about Huni. No, he's just versus solid. the the uncontested or not uncontested, definitely not uncontested. He's not. Like, he's not Alfari. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, like, I, to me, that's just weird. Like, I don't understand why that was their game plan. Yeah. I would have preferred them try to play through mid lane. Try to attack an enemy's strength, I guess. It's a little yeah, outside the box, but... You know. Right. Yeah, so, I I mean, that's just kind of where I was at, and I think um, I would much prefer to see them trying to play through mid or something. If, if they end up drafting something similar where they're on the trying to last pick Irelia type deal again, I, I'll definitely be willing to bet them more than that type of game. Yeah. Uh, like, live, but... Going into it, I think I'll, I'll probably plan to pass unless I see something in draft that, that makes me want to bet it. I will say, like, another pro Immortals angle is this is the team that's not afraid to do some unorthodox shit in the draft. Like, they will aggressively counterpick. They will they will do some weird shit. They're totally cool with doing that. So, that I think that's a good I think that's a good thing in especially yeah. in a series. Like, you could just ha- they could have something completely out of left field planned for game one. And I think that tends to favor underdogs more often than favorites because you can only prepare for so much. So, 
Saturday, we've got Liquid minus 141 against 100 Thieves plus 118. Man, oh, man, this is difficult. Because Team Liquid looks so good. But you have to wonder a little bit, right? Like, you can't... How much How much do you say, like, can we just throw away everything the 100 Thieves have done this season? Versus, like, how like how much do you wait what Liquid is doing right now? This is extremely difficult. It's it's almost bizarre looking, isn't it? Oh, man. It I, looks I, weird, but it doesn't feel weird, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, I think Liquid's going to win. I think they're, like, I really would like 100 Thieves to win. I mean, my, my biggest, like, stand to gain position is 100 Thieves to win the LCS, like, in the world. So I'd really like them to be the better team, and I, I just don't think they are. I really hope that we see, like, another gear from them. Um, I don't they think don't the gear that they I, – I think that the gear that they beat EG with is not going to be enough to beat Liquid right now. I think they're going to have yeah. to have a, a cleaner series than they had against EG if they want to beat Liquid. You know, I guess the, the, the counterpoint is that EG are pretty good. Yeah, EG are, EG are very good. I think Liquid's just playing the best in the league right now, and, and they're going to have to be better than peaking, they were. Against peaking EG at the league. right time. Yeah. These are always the toughest thing to handicap is teams like this. Because it's like, do do you sell high at some point, or do you just stay out of the way? This is kind of LNG. All right, so the difference with LNG, right? Liquid have like the actual players to be like, oh, this is the best roster in the league. Right? Yeah, like no that's one, that's no the difference. LNG, right? Yeah, no one's saying LNG might have the best roster of players in the league, and yeah. we always have said that about Team Liquid. Josh, where you at on this one? Yeah, sadly, I mean. Uh... I've become somewhat of a of a hundred thieves hater on this show, I think, on the podcast. But uh, I think Liquid's kind of where I'm at with LNG. If LNG win, I'm just not getting in the way. Just of don't want to like, get in the way of it. I didn't necessarily believe it coming in, right? In that same way I feel about LNG. But if they do it again, like, how do you keep discounting it, right? This might be one of those series where you're just going to feel like an idiot afterwards, no matter what side you picked, or if you you're only gonna, you're going to feel like an idiot if you picked the wrong side, or if you didn't bet this because it's going to look painfully obviously like which one was right afterwards. Right? Yeah, to me, to me, the things that a hundred thieves wins through is often right now. Honestly, it's just straight up jungle. Yeah, and I think the way that Santorin plays, the champion pool he utilizes. Makes it tough for that to happen. Dude, he's he willing was, to play the Sejuani. He was a surgeon in that last series, dude. Absolutely. That dude, he was so efficient in terms of just like, oh, no, this is just the simplest solution to this problem ever. Just cut right to it. Like, just every single time, he's like, boom, can't mid, game's over. Like, that was it. Like, all three, it was that, it was like, oh, really? Jungling's that easy? Holy shit, I could do this. Like, that's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope Hunter Thieves comes out here and has a sick series and a good game plan and wins, but I, I think it's going to be. I want good. this to be a good series. It should be a good I'm, series. I'm likely to end up betting Liquid minus one and a half. I think. I think I really feel like Liquid's going to come out and crush them. I hope it's not the case, but I think I'm going to end up betting it. You know, I'll say this because sometimes it's correct to buy on the rise. You know, like that's <laughs> like there's sometimes the shit just happens, and you know, Liquid. God damn it. How fucking crazy would it be? Like, how crazy and not crazy at the same time would it be for Liquid to win the split? Well, here's what I'll say. Yeah. Take a stroll back down memory lane. You know, one of our first shows of the season, we can scroll back in our spreadsheet even. And yeah, see I'm going to look at it right now. I'm going to look at it right now. And see how many of us rank Team Liquid above 100 Thieves, right? And so if we say that they're now finally at the at the place where we thought they would be, 
both of you had 100 Thieves below Liquid. Yeah. I mean, um, look, so January is a long time ago. Are you going back to just before the summer? I'm, I'm thinking January, yeah. I mean, oh, January, I had Liquid S plus tier above everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the roster for 100 Thieves has changed, right? They yeah, had yeah. Which, but yeah, even in summer, coming into summer, I think we were all saying we thought or Liquid was the best uh, yeah. team in, in roster wise, at least in the top tier for most of us, I think. Yeah, and yeah, if, they only they only lost their faith for like a three four week period where people started questioning them. But we we came into the split thinking Liquid was the best team, and that was the thing is that three four week period you referenced was without Centauri. And honestly, I think Tim Seven Houston had a piece on it before playoffs was like. Hey, Liquid's not going to be able to do this if they don't get Santorin back. But if they do, they can definitely make a run here. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that. Like Santorin is a real difference maker that Armeo just can't be. Great player. Yeah. It's one of the, at this point, he's an all-time great LCS player. Maybe the best jungler of all time in the LCS. Right. I like the point that uh, that I didn't think about. That I think it was Tim that made this point as well. Gotta love Tim. Uh, that. 100 Thieves is getting it done with a zero NA player roster, which that's, is something that you funny. don't see very often. They have no NA players. <laughs> that's really funny. I didn't think about that. They've just taken some nationalized foreigners and added some new foreigners. I just, I say this every week, but like, who uh, he versus Corey JJ just. Man, that sounds sounds painful to me. I don't know, man. You wouldn't have said that. Yeah, we wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't have said that last low. year, though. Who he was insane last year, and this year I has been good. Always said that about who he. All right, that's fair. I've always. You thought, would have said I thought, that. I thought who he was meta abusing set support when, I mean, set has been nothing but nerfed since release. I mean, like, yo, look, the meta hasn't changed that much in support. Yeah, but who I'm just saying. Play, who, like, does anybody play anything that's not engaged right now besides Lulu? Nope. No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like, think how many times Set has been nerfed since who he was abusing it last summer. And he's still a really good mid laner. How fucking crazy still is that? Broken, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so to me, I, I think he kind of relies on that a, a bit as a crutch, and it's there's not that many great spots for it anymore. And uh, even though Core JJ hasn't been standing out, it, I find it a little bit tough. To, uh, to has like tiers above tactical, though. Agree. That is way better than tactical. Yeah. What? Agree. Yes. FBI. Is like tier, what? Yeah. Tactical FBI is like, the lost, of their own. It's like lost to Big Brother. Tactical Get is like out of here. I'll give you FBI's better. Give you FBI's better. Wait. What do you think? Do you do you have you have tactical in a similar tier to FBI, Jelani? No. Oh. Yeah. I think he's like. He's I don't know. I think he's in like that next group. I think. I mean. I, think I don't think he's lost, dude. Like, come on. He's that's like, a little disrespectful, like dude. Slightly better lost. Were you putting him in the lost sticks A tier? Get out of here, man. Uh, he's, I think, okay, he's above those guys. But. All right. Yeah. I. Th- I mean. I think it's like FBI and Danny. Decent gap. Tactical. You could throw in. You're Neo, looking at maybe. just this season. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's fine. That's fair. Uh, and then our last match. We've got the winner of Immortals and TSM against the, I guess, we'll say TSM just for the, we'll go through all these iterations. TSM against Cloud9. So it's the winner of Immortals TSM versus the winner of Cloud9 EG. So we'll say first we'll go TSM versus Cloud9. No matter, yeah, Cloud9, no matter which side you pick on Immortals TSM and no matter which side you pick on C9 EG, the winner of C9 EG is going to be. The winner what of TSM price, Immortals. What price would be too expensive for you on Cloud9 against TSM? Uh, I'll bet minus I'll bet minus two hundred ish on C9 or EG against either Immortals or TSM. Josh, that about in line with where you're at? 
Yeah, and I think this reiterates what I was saying earlier about it feeling really bad. I think there's no doubt that I'm betting the side that wins C9EG versus TSMINT regardless of what iteration we get. And that's why it feels bad to me. It feels like the C9EG matchup should be the the follow-up. Yeah. I'd feel much better if it was EG versus TSM and C9 versus IMT or EG versus IMT and, and, and C9 versus TSM in this round, so this first round. I know John is calling bullshit on pretty much anything regarding TSM. How bearish are you on TSM? I'll I'm say like super relative, bearish. relative to John. Like if John's a negative yeah. five on the negative five to positive five index, right? I, I think I'm pretty neutral on TSM. I, I think it wouldn't be too surprising if they won the series, but I wouldn't favor them in the series if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm telling you like just in general, you're like Yeah, neutral. I think I'm pretty neutral on TSM. I think I'm like neutral I think leaning positive. Squarely probably like, like positive one. I think TSM's fairly squarely like fourth, fifth, and I think I just think I would have them fifth behind both these teams. I think yeah, like the if the LCS there's like five there's like five teams that are good, right? Yep, and they're and I think they're the, the worst that of that bunch. Okay. personally. that's fair. That's fair. I can't but wait for Rays and Destiny to just put them in a grave. My my, my whole it. thing with TSM is like. Just the way they play is good in 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 North America most of the time, but like we have enough oh. diff- we have enough of a different palette in North America this yeah. time around that they're not just going to be able to fly quest their way to victory. You know what I'm saying? So how would you guys feel if if IMT? I mean, here here's the converse, right? Yeah. What if uh if IMT just comes out three O's TSM? I'm John. Maybe what what do you think about that? Then? I still on think the other side. I, I still think C9 or AG is going to beat Immortals, even if they beat TSM. I just don't even really count. I count beating TSM about the way I count beating OMG. So, oh man, John's a minus five. <laughs> one of my, Kev's like a minus nine and a half or some shit. Nine point five, nine point five. It's kind of interesting to dive into that though, because like we we talk about LNG, and I think we all kind of had the same takeaway. If LNG yeah. were to beat RNG here. Because they've beaten Top Esports and Sooning, and we're giving them more credit for that, you know, if IMT come out and, and dominate TSM, it almost feels like, like you got to give them some credit, but maybe that's not. That's like if LNG came out and beat Victory 5 and E-Star. No, it's like if they like, beat, if they beat <laughs> o, or it's like if they beat OMG and Billy, but wait. That's, <laughs> no, it's not quite the same, but I, 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 I smell what you're stepping in, Josh. Like, I think it's, it, it's inter- it becomes a little bit more interesting. Yeah. If they just come out and destroy TSM or something, but I think I'm on EG C9 either way. Yeah, uh, same with John. But uh, yeah, I'd say I'm more more neutral on TSM. Like it wouldn't be surprising to me if they beat EG or, or C9. Both those teams make a lot of mistakes. TSM has been able to capitalize on that uh, quite I'm a just bit. Just trying to think of like where but... the numbers gotta be for me to be interested in TSM. I will say I've talked big because I like talking big, but I, it wouldn't blow me away if TSM beat C9 or EG. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't kill me, but I definitely think C9 and EG are favorites. I think I, I like start considering it if it's like plus one sixty or more. I'll like start entertaining the idea of backing TSM in that spot, but I haven't I have to think about it some more. So yeah, that's the pick uh, of the week. Pick of the week. Last week I hit on Liquid plus one twenty four. John hit his parlay of W B minus one and a half in liquid money line for a total of plus one ninety five. Uh, cashing, or we had a pending bet from the week prior, uh, G2 money line, EG minus one and a half, which both missed. So, rip. I don't mean to bring up bad memories, dude. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
Uh, Josh had Vitality and Fnatic map one under 32 minutes. Four out of five went under 32 in that series, so that was a very there nice cash. Was it actually five out of five? I know it was at least four. I like had it up earlier, but I forget. Uh, I'll load it up while you're doing this. Um, and the listeners had Homolife against Afrika, mostly to back Josh up on the narrative there, and that missed. So we were one game early on Hama. I told one you, you one game early on. You'll get it eventually. Look, I'm probably negative like 12 units on Hama over the summer, but hey, we got one eventually. God damn it, we, we got, got one. We're not negative 15, damn it. <laughs> That's too funny. One game early. <laughs> All right, pick of the week. I'm going to go first this it was, week. Uh, it was a straight five out of five. Boom, five out of five on the under. Slam dunk. Good shit, You're Josh. welcome for the, the five million dollars, listeners. Boom. I'm going first this week because I'm, I'm on rogue money line. I'm, I'm going. I'm planting my goddamn flag again, and if I get blown out again, then I'll probably bet Rogue again next time they meet. <laughs> uh, Rogue minus one twelve against Mad Lions. Uh, I'm going to take the We Rare Adam overs twenty six and a half. I like the overs in the in the We series there, so that's what I'm going with. And I take Fnatic minus one and a half against Misfits. You just think. Ooh. Thought Fnatic was a better team last week. I don't think last week changes too much because I thought stylistically that if here's here's what I'll say about it. I would have bet I would have favored Vitality over Misfits. And for that reason that I'm gonna be betting on, on Fnatic uh over Misfits here again. Hmm. Reasonable. You don't just take the money line. Nah 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 nah. No, hmm. no, no. We look, we're here for plus money. Okay? We're not here for these minus money. Minus one twelve, what is that, Vince, huh? <sighs> There's reason. There's reason John and I haven't been in parlays all year, uh, <laughs> and losing. But I'll, you know, I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take my money line and my lunch pail. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, and then we have a listener um, submission from Nathan from the Esports Department Discord. He likes LNG minus one and a half maps. So this is happening Thursday, but uh, we're gonna go with that one. So we have uh, LNG minus one and a half. He had a comment about it. Let me see if I remember what it was. It was uh, I don't remember. It was basically it was basically along the lines of like, oh, LNG minus one and a half might not actually happen, but I want it to happen. <laughs> was, so why not? So why not? Right. So plus three eighty two. I mean, d- dude, look, there's better darts to follow to throw than this one. Right? <laughs> LNG are red hot right now. <laughs> or there's not better darts to throw than this one. My bad. All right, I think that's going to be it for us. Um, anything else for the night? Uh, the only things I would say, uh, I would throw in a couple plugs. The Decentra Zines, obviously, check them out. But also, importantly, check out uh, the esportsdepartment.com slash donate. We finally got the donation uh, page up for the esports department as we move towards completely free here. Uh, if you think we've won you some money, some bets, some DFS money, uh, feel free to check that out and uh, show us that how much you appreciate the free content. So thank you, guys. Absolutely. And then on top of that, we're going to be running a world's best ball type format where it's just going to be, it's going to be a lot less like sweaty, I guess, but it's just going to be, you're going to pick, you know, call it eight players and you're just going to add up their points for the entire tournament. Whoever has the most points at the end of the tournament wins. Um, be an interesting strategy there and should be fun. So that's what we will, uh, we'll be running that. If you're interested, reach out to me or uh, Kevin, if you know Kevin, at Kilometer Kevin. He's gonna be helping me run that, so we'll be we'll be putting that on for Worlds as it comes up here. Nice, dude. I want to get a Calcutta going. 
I meant to do this for playoffs in summer, and I just like lost track of the time for it. But I don't know if you guys have ever done a Calcutta draft. Have you guys ever done one? No. So a Calcutta draft is a pure auction where the value – so you you see them a lot for the NCAA tournament. That's like the most common place you see them. But it's basically you assign point values for certain things, and it's usually for like a full team in a bracket or a playoff or whatever, right? You'd be like, okay, you get um, X amount of points for a win, X amount of points for you know lowest score, X amount of points for highest score, and you divvy up percentages of the entire pot and then you go you do an auction for each team and you'd be like oh i want the 49ers and i'm gonna bid this much and the entire pot is divvied up into percentages based on the winning things so i would like to like do something like that for the world maybe i'll do for the world championship for like the group stages or something i think that could be a lot of fun because it ends up like kind of balancing itself out right like, if there's one super obvious team, someone's just going to try to slam a whole bunch of money on it. They got to think about it because if the rest of the pot doesn't end up being that big, then it's a minus EV decision for them, right? So they have to bet, they have to put just enough in to get it if they think that's the, the best position, but not so much that it overwhelms as a percentage of the pot, right? So there's a whole got lot it, of yeah. it's, it's super interesting. It ends up being really, really fun. I did one for. Like the Masters, I think last year <laughs> with a bunch of people from work, it was super fun. So um, maybe we'll get something like that going for Worlds since I didn't do it for the playoffs. Slacking off, right? Best ball sounds fun though. Have we did, we didn't do that for we kind of did that for the season longs, right? It was like it was it'll sort of be best similar. Ball, right? Yeah, it'll be similar to season long and season long though we split it by week. Uh, so this will just be kind of the, as an aggregate of the whole tournament. It'd oh, be like cool. in season long if we just did total points scored. Cool. Um, like without like the ball. drop four every week or everything, yeah, it, it'll just, it'll be pretty similar to that. That's cool. That's cool. I'm gonna get in on one of these now. All right, that's gonna be it for us, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is "Clouds" by Harvey and the Hendersons. Closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode. Oh.